Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. afternoon everybody hey welcome to the program back here on the session after another wonderful san francisco beer week last week and by wonderful i mean long and long and long yeah it feels like it's more than seven days yeah it, uh, yeah. i have a feeling it is oh a that lot might be more why. yeah i was talking to alex at the rare barrel the other day and uh we came up with a, an after sf beer week event called sf sleep week Oh, where every business that participates just shuts down for seven days, so everyone can actually sleep. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an awesome. It's idea. pretty good, it's right? Just the healthiest week on earth, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> sleep week. Uh, we had a lot of fun here at the Hop Grenade. We had events uh, pretty much every night, and some really good ones. You know, society was in town, um, and some good ones. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we had some other good ones. Good. Uh, Pizza Port, of course, kicked it off for us. Um, we had uh, Schmaltz Brewing Company come in and do Jews uh, and brews with us. Schmaltzy things. Uh, they they <laughs> brought some really good beer with them. That was that was a lot of fun. I had I had mat- I ate matzo ball soup. Was that, was that your first experience yeah, with it? Was your first time? No, Kate the Great made matzo ball soup once. Don't ask me why. Uh, why? <laughs> I think she got it in some recipe book or something. It's actually a really good matzo ball. Sounds great. Uh, Let's just, eat yeah, it. It sounds fun. healthy, Justin. <laughs> yeah. 
She made a really good one, actually. Yeah. It was better than ours here. Uh, I, I like Kreplox better. I don't know what that is. It's it's like a matzo ball, but with meat in yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a dumpling. Oh, I, now that sounds good. So there's a big dough ball? Yeah. It's got meat inside of that dough ball. It's a dumpling. Oh, you yeah. got to have meat. I mean... You, you would love a Kreplox, a good okay. Kreplox. Jews are really good at uh, picking things that exist and naming something like they... Oh, here, it's uh, it's a dumpling, but we're going to call it Kreplox. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's, it's French fries, but we're going to call it latkes. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I like it. Um... Well, maybe actually we stole it from the Jews no, and named it other things. You know, you're right. You we, pre- about it. we predate you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, that was a great event. And Friday night we had Firestone Walker in here with a bunch of barrel-aged beers. Uh, there's still a bunch of Firestone Walker on tap, uh, and, and some of the really good ones, too. So uh, stuff you can't find everywhere. So if you want to come down, I'd say early in the week, we'll still have some on tap. Uh, but it'll go fast. So come on down. You can come down tonight. Um, got a lot of things going on. Let me thank our sponsor of this show, More Beer. More Beer's been bringing you this program for almost 10 years now, and we love them for it. So uh, thanks for doing that. And uh, they love you, too. They're giving away two tickets to the National Homebrewers Conference this year. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Yeah, they're doing a fierce giveaway. Uh, Basically, you get two uh, round-trip flight tickets to San Diego Airport from wherever you are, I guess. (laughs) There's probably restrictions. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, what if you're yeah. from Portland? What if you're in San Diego? <laughs> yeah, they're you like have to go to the airport. You do, and uh, then they'll pick you up there. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're actually forced to, to fly on a plane. Right. You have to fly. You just do. You, you like you circle. take off, circle, and then come back down. You right. fly to LAX, and uh, <laughs> you grab well, John Wayne. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you get two flights. You get four nights at the uh, uh, Town and Country Resort. And um, you get two full pass registrations to the whole conference, which that's kind of a big deal right there. And, and they're going to be hard to get this year. Uh, so that gives you everything you need uh, to go to all events at the conference. Two gift cards for one-year memberships to the American Homebrewers Association. And then, of course, two VIP passes to our own party, BNA10. Oh, that's worth it right there. Yeah, you get nice. two VIP passes into that. Uh, we're, you know, we're kind of the kickoff party to the NHC anyway. Uh, pretty easy to enter. You just go over to morebeer.com, click on the NHC giveaway graphic, fill out the entry form. No purchase necessary. So just go over there and do that. I think you can fill it out. You can apply once a day between now and um, I think April 15th I saw was the deadline. Uh, so nice. you can enter yourself a whole bunch of times. Oh, wow. I, I know it's a legal thing that they have to say no purchase necessary, and they have to offer that. But sure. and I know that there are people, usually like chronic, you know, they do this all the time, where they enter these things but without having purchased anything. Yeah, I remember because we ran something here, didn't we? Yeah. Who who are these people? Just buy something. <laughs> the, the, yeah, come on. <laughs> I think. I mean, the good news is, in, in, especially in a little niche market like ours. All of the people that are going to hear this message already know and love more beer anyway. They, so they're, they've bought something. Maybe it's not at this moment. Right. But yeah. there will be 15 people New, that enter yeah. this without buying anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. there are people that brew and would actually like going to the NEC. I hope so. Yeah. Well, it's, you, you get an extra um, entry is how it works. So, so if you have like a budget, let's say, of $100 a month for homebrew supplies, you can at least get one more entry in without having to spend the dough. I don't understand. I don't either. Why? So you. Know, so it's understand. no purchase necessary, right? Okay. Yeah. Unless I unless I tuned out and then tuned, and then came back into the middle of the conversation, which is totally possible. Yep. Um, huh? Thank you. You can. Um, <laughs> you fill out the card and you mail a card in, 
and then that that gives you another entry into the sweepstakes, right, to win the thing. I no, no, because in this case, you can entry every day. in this case, all they said was go fill right. out this form, and uh-huh. that's how you. There's, there's, there are no, there is no way to enter in, in another way. Yeah, but no, was, uh, what, what Scott was saying was like, why you know the, the people who say like no purchase necessary, why why wouldn't you purchase something? Yeah, but I, I, and so I'm, a lot of people do it. Both ways. So he says saying. Saying. you yeah. purchase and you get yourself an extra entry. Right. I right. see. Yeah. Right, well, buy an but airlock, and that's your extra entry. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Something, something. Well, in this case, just to be clear so that everybody knows about this one, purchasing something does not give you an extra entry. Nah, correct. You only get entered by filling out the form. Yes. Right. So I just want to make sure that's clear. But, you but yes, You that's... don't have to buy something, but <laughs> yeah. you should. We're just yeah. talking about all of the other ways people do competition. I just actually woke like up, this. so I don't <laughs> yeah. even really know where I am yet. Right. right. Yeah. You're at More Beer. Oh, shit. You're back at More Beer. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You've been entered in the contest. Do, do, I, do, I, do I have to do inventory? Because yes. I'm just going to fudge it like I did every year. Yeah, well, it's, it is inventory day. <laughs> oh, it's uh, uh, 49. Yeah. And then just vary that by multiples of 13 and I'm going to go take a nap in the bathroom. Oh, man. Like, why has JP always done in eight minutes? Because <laughs> he's, um, he's Rain Man. I'm a giant warehouse. Is that Taryn or is that more beer? Yeah. Eight minutes. <laughs> well, it certainly wasn't Taryn. There's exercises you can do. Eight minutes is a long time. Uh, all right, so just head on over to morebeer.com and uh, click on the big NHC, win a trip to NHC logo, and you can enter to uh, get over there, which will be a good time That's for a you. rad giveaway. You can yeah. Thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, our guest tonight, Kelly Taylor from uh, Kelsey Beer Company. Hi, out Kelly. Of Brooklyn, Hi, uh, New York. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey will be phoning in here in just a little while. He's We're going to talk to him in. about. Uh, Kelsey's been in the business for Kelly's. quite some time. Kelly, Kelly oh, from Kelso. Kelly from Kelso Brewing Company. Dang. That's yeah. Uh, and Kelly's been in the business for uh, quite some time, so that's going to be uh, interesting to talk to him. Uh, he's opened, help open some of our local places, Pyramid there in Berkeley, and some places up in, in Washington as well. And now he's out in the East Coast. He's in Brooklyn. So we're going to learn all about uh, Kelso Beer Company from Kelly Taylor. So hang in there for that. Another couple promos just to let you guys know about. Um, there's a little fundraiser going on that I wanted to talk about. Uh, a listener sent this in to us, and we thought it was just worth putting into our announcements. Um, this guy writes in and says, Hey, I'm helping to organize a fundraiser for a Denver-based nonprofit. It's called Salus World. I think that's how it's pronounced, Salus World, which focuses on mental health in war zones. And what they're doing is uh, a homebrew tasting. So he says he's looking to find Denver area homebrewers and BJCP judges who'd be willing to pour their brews for the event and uh, judge the entries. So uh, the date is uh, April 10th. It's in downtown Denver. You can contact uh, the person, the organizer here. It's tgmartin000 at gmail.com. That's tgmartin000 triple zero at gmail.com uh that's for info and to sign up and then you can also just go check out the uh the nonprofit at salisworld.org that's a pretty good thing to share your homebrew for raise a little money for mental health in war zones yeah i mean mental health is bad enough over here and we're not in a war zone so i'm i'm pretty sure that it's needed this is a worthwhile absolutely you know i was was listening to this uh podcast called hardcore history Okay. Uh, it's really fascinating, and uh, the the host is saying that uh, the first time that the human um, you know mentality had to deal with things so frightening that it would shut down in mass is in war, like World War One, like shell shock, oh right, stuff like that, because these cats were in the trenches for for years. 
and when you die, you have to go to the bathroom or whatever. It just piles on and on and on, right? And yeah. these, and you know, we that's like the the first time in human history where we actually had to deal with this insane stuff and yeah. people went mad sure so We're still uh, going mad imagine if this was happening you know back then maybe we can get some help from some people absolutely so donate your homebrew and uh, go to saylisworld.org and, and check it out it's a it's a worthy cause or if you want to help judge too yeah yeah judging as well they need to be judging. you don't need help you you're do. crazy all right. Also, I am the keynote speaker at the Blue Bonnet Brew Off this year. Nice. Apparently, uh, everyone else was busy, so um, <laughs> uh, you know they kept going down the list and it landed on me. And you answered the phone. I answered the phone, and so I get to go. <laughs> they have been doing it for a while, so they must really have gone through everybody. And they're like, "Well, can we, we got to bring somebody in new." I'm only half joking too because I think I lo- I might be wrong about this, but I thought I looked at the website really quick and they were like, and last year's speaker was the same as the year before. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, why don't we ask like, Justin like to do the it? Soup of the day. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. Uh, go to bluebonnetbrewoff.org. There's probably still tickets available to the different events that we're doing, and uh, I'm gonna have a good time there. Nate Smith is going to do the technical talk. Uh, usually, the keynote speaker does both, but. You know, let's just be honest. Let's spread it around. I'm not the person to do the tactical no. talk. So Nate's coming out to do that. And I think uh, Tasty might be going, too. I think there was some private donation thing that happened. They were like, well, God, bring Tasty out, too, so we can drink with him. So uh, me, Nate, and Tasty all going to the Blue Bonnet Brew Off. Uh, go to bluebonnetbrewoff.org. It's in Texas, uh, the great state of Texas, you know. So I'm going to bring my guns. <laughs> you know. Um, That's what they call it. I'm going to bring my holster and my guns. And you should just buy some guns there, and then you and then you leave them before you leave. I think, I like, think it's what happens. Just kind of yeah. use and throw you, away. Yeah. Are you going to leave your bullets I, at home? I'm pretty sure you can rent them at the airport when you land. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know how you can like rent uh, iPads or movies, yeah. all that? Yeah, I think you guns in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lay in Hawaii. You get off the plane, <laughs> and they, yeah. they yeah. put you a holster yeah. over yeah. you. And, uh, Welcome walk, to Texas. Yeah, walk that way. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have fun. Good. Uh, Sounds great. Bluebonnetbrewoff.org. Go check it out. Also, I want to remind you, you know, we uh, the Brewing Network Club has won Club of the Year for, for several years, and we're uh, in the competition again this year, but we feel that it's all about the homebrew. And so does our host club for this year's National Homebrewers Conference, Quaff. So the Brewing Network Club and Quaff are going to do some collaboration brewing together. Uh, Brewing Network Club, if you're interested in doing it, we're going to do one in San Diego. I believe that's going to be on um, February 28th, I want to say, something like that. Let me look it up here on my calendar real quick. Yeah, one of them is going to be on February 28th, I'm pretty sure. And then the next one will be like March 7th. But email me, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. We need Brewing Network Club members that are in the San Diego area to go brew with Quaff people down there. I'm going to try to make it as well. And then we need BN members up here in the Bay Area to brew with Quaff members that are going to fly up here and, and brew with us. So send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. It's going to be a great thing. And then we're going to serve all this beer at NHC. So, Doc, I, I'd like you involved in the, in the one up here. Okay. If you, if uh, you've do we got know the where time. it's going to be? Uh, not yet. Okay. I keep forgetting to call Jamil. I'm hoping Heretic. So, uh, Beardy, yeah. without giving permission, obviously, I need to call Jamil. But, but uh, <laughs> infrastructure-wise, <laughs> is it possible to set up a few homebrew systems that Heretic can be able to brew? Or is that going to be a mess? Yeah, on the weekend. 
on the weekend. Yeah. And I just mean, fine. like, is there going to be water and electricity? Uh, you well, know. we actually get it cut off for the weekend. <laughs> you do? Yeah. 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 So that way a, yeah. It saves water. That's a good yeah. idea. Business thing. As well, long as your bills, he's kind of tight sometimes. Yeah. So. As, long, yeah. as long as you don't go towards the end of the month because you have to pay your bills in order to get your water <laughs> right. turned on. Yeah. So. so what if we bring our own water? <laughs> yeah. Um, if, well, if you brought your own water and, and a generator, yeah. probably would be preferred also. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, and th- there's a parking lot out front. And there's a parking yeah. lot. So, all right. So, I'm going to call Jamil this week, and hopefully, it's going to be at Heretic, and, and that way we can. Then you act some, like this some gorgeous weather is going to keep going. I know. I sure hope so. Actually, though, Heretic has a big warehouse. Uh, if, there's plenty of space. If you got enough home brewers to yeah. fill a 30 barrel system, oh, we could do you one. Could bring big... everyone bring 20 pounds of grain, <laughs> and we could just do a whole batch. <laughs> I think we can't Sounds because good. we we need when we want to serve it at the conference, and I don't think we could do that it because it's commercial equipment. It wouldn't be homebrew if we did it on well, commercial if, equipment. If, if, if everybody brings their own grain, if it's all homebrew, like if, if all got, the ingredients were from non-commercial people, would it be considered a homebrew? Well, the the that uh, rule is for entering it in the competition. Mm. I don't know if that rule applies to just beer served at like club night. I see. It can't. So, it can't. I know. It sounds like it. But what if that is the loophole? We'll have to bring our own water, what if, too. What if, like, we I'm just brought to think a truck of grain? Would, right. and, uh, yeah. What loophole can we think <laughs> of? It would be Brewing Network Club. That would be amazing if we, if we got, if <laughs> if we're pouring, right? And then someone, the story comes out, and then they ask us to leave club night. <laughs> they're like, you're not a real, this wasn't a real. Yeah, Because let's be honest, they're just looking for a reason to do that yeah. anyway. Yeah. That would in be In general. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, send me an email. I don't think we're going to go through... Thirty barrels on club night, though. No. Well, you're not, although, you're not going to NHE. <laughs> although we will try our damnedest. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I won't be there for club night, though. So. See, that's uh, why we're not going to do thirty barrels. Yep. Thirty barrels. Yeah. All right. So send me an email, and then we'll try to get everybody that we can involved. It's going to be great. We're just going to uh, collab with Quaff, and then we're going to then we're going to go to battle the two clubs and see who can win. Of course, there are other clubs involved too, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's, yeah, let's right. be honest. The ones right. that matter are going to be doing this collaboration. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't You never know. It's a, Anybody could, can win. You don't. That's the thing. You just never know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, we've known for four years. But other than that, you, you never know. <laughs> other than the times we win. <laughs> other, you, you never really know. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, support us by shopping on Amazon. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage. Um, like, don't just go shopping at Amazon by yourself and thinking that that's doing anything. I for did us. it. Like, you, you, <laughs> I, you told me to shop at Amazon. You got to click on the Amazon link on our homepage or save it to your favorites, and then we get a little piece of the action. A lot of you do it, and it's it really helps us out a ton to to stay alive around here. So thanks for doing that. And uh, what's our Amazon product of the week? It's Moscow. the uh, the Dancing Stars Legend of Zelda Triforce Symbol Necklace. It's made out of alloy, and it is the... Uh, you guys remember when the Link, well, you'd finish a level on uh, Zelda, and he'd, he'd lift up a piece of the Triforce, which was um, a triangle? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now it's in necklace form. Is it like? Is it a lady's necklace? Shut up. Here, Somebody um, buy that for me. Here, let me show you. <laughs> I was just going to like, so who's here, nerdy enough? And that. then there's showing my laptop to Justin. I don't think that's gender specific. Oh no, it's not no. gender gender specific. What, that is nerdy as hell. Wow. Uh, this does Bevo. It does look like something and that's you would made of alloy. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> wants it too. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't even care what it's for. Yeah. yeah. It looks cool. Anyway, it's a lead alloy. <laughs> I do love the uh, the old video game uh, references. I would never wear this necklace, but I'm glad you are. So thanks for buying it. Thank you. You know, if all the jewelry I could wear to make myself pretty, Sam would think that is the best. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is why she's not going to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's business time. Yeah. Thank you, Lulu, for buying that. I'm sure. That- <laughs>
Well, when she's ready to have another baby, she'll start putting... That's how we'll know. She'll start wearing, like, Dodgers gear and Zelda necklaces. We'll be like, oh, you're looking to attract Sam. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Besma, yeah, I got a bail early tonight. It's Triforce night. (laughs) Someone's castle's about to get stormed. Oh, gross. Uh, Never say that again. uh, Everyone's always wanted to storm your castle. All right, subscribe and join the BN Army. You can get all these updates and more uh, over on Twitter. And uh, send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's scottthebrewingnetwork.com. And send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. How about we do a little feedback? Let's do it. Please. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com. He can protect your trademark like he protects ours. You need it. You need somebody on your side, and John's the guy to do it. Yeah, you do, because let's face it, you don't have any friends. That's right. Not you. Hey, is Tasty still here? People. Um, Tasty's late. Well, he's probably burned out from beer week. Has anybody noticed that Tasty doesn't talk on the show anymore at all? I've like never it noticed that. Be, but it used to be huh. a, like we one, would. I know we used to joke about this all the time. But, you get but one he, word in here or there. He sometimes goes a whole show without one word yeah. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very strange. And, so, and I'll even throw him questions. I, I and he'll go. I just see a contest yep. coming up. <laughs> it's a silent contest. How, how many words? <laughs> yeah, an over under like like yeah. Yeah. under yeah. fifty yeah. words. Yeah. 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 No, you need to go under four. It needs to be smaller than 50. Oh, yeah. Like, I guarantee nobody knew that he's not here today. And if <laughs> oh, we, yeah. and if we didn't say anything for the whole show, people nobody still, no one would have written in, hey, where was Tasty yeah, last week? Right. Right. Well, it depends right. on if he, he posted a picture of Facebook or two <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. it would depend on his social media outlet. Right. Uh, he is coming in. He was up at Russian River earlier today, and I think he's coming down. So uh, he's just running a little late. Whatever oh, floats your boat, Tasty. Coming down or driving down? <laughs> yes. Okay. Both. Yeah. All right, Andrew writes in, hey, BN, uh, he wants to know, what constitutes a full pour at a craft beer bar? I'm happy to report, in my experience living in both Seattle and San Diego, that most places pour an honest serving of beer. However, every once in a while, you get that place that pours a standard shaker glass with an inch and a half of head. By the time the beer makes it to my table, it's down by 25%, and I don't see a 25% discount on the bill. Shorting a pint uh, serving... By two ounces, mm. uh, makes another $106 per keg at $6 a beer. He's done the math, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. All I right. get making money, but pour a good serving of good beer, and you'll keep customers coming back and not leave them in the awkward position to ask for a top-up. So, um, as longtime authorities on the subject, he says, please weigh in on what constitutes a good pour. When does a customer actually have the right to complain? Um, and he goes on a little more. Well, you know, if you've got some room left in you're okay about talking about it and the waitress isn't haggard and just rushing around yeah although she's gonna spit in it to top it up <laughs> that's probably true well I, I would add one other thing just not all shaker glasses are alike maybe they're not all exactly yeah. and in fact and you can tell quite easily because of, of usually of the thickness of the bottom now, there are other factors, too. Sometimes they open up a little more. But mostly it's the thickness of the bottom. So occasionally, if it's a very thin bottom, that is bigger than a pint of beer. Um, my first recommendation would be to verify how many ounces of beer they're advertising pouring you, not what the glass looks like or what the head looks like. Because if they're saying 16 ounces of beer, right, and it's, say, an 18-ounce glass that has a whole lot of head on it, you're getting exactly what yep. they're telling you you're getting. Right. So you've got to be careful about that. You can't just go by the look of it. 
Now, all that being equal, if they are jipping you a, a, a couple of Whoa. ounces, <laughs> leave me out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it is your right to to speak up. I also think maybe it's the bar's right to say, "Oh, well, we pour this beer with a nice big head on it. It's a German lager or whatever." He does say in his email that he allows for different styles, but yeah. I think it's within your rights if they're advertising sixteen ounces and you're getting fourteen ounces to politely speak up. Yeah. Because, sure, you know. Well, that's why I never leave home without a graduated cylinder. So that way I can, <laughs> I can yeah. check, keep yeah. these people honest. You're that guy just sitting yeah. right there, huh? Look, yeah. I'm watching you. Yeah, right. uh, I'll, I, I'll, I'll I, let this slide this yeah. time. At, at Ool, uh, they tell you exactly what you're getting, how many, and they do it in Santa liters usually. Okay. Because they're, they're right. pouring them. Because hey, we don't they're, know. They're pouring some strong <laughs> right. beers, too. Yeah, yeah. So usually they're going to be, a strong beer is going to be 25 centiliters. At least you know what it's going to be. It's going to be less than what it's going to be. They have to pour less of a really strong beer. They do? I like by that. Law. Well, that actually it's, put a it's, line. It's, it's actually... Hmm. I don't know. It's no, not a law. Not I don't know if it's law. not a law, but it's a good practice. To yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It is. But they tell, and that's all I'm saying. They if they tell, tell you, you what you're getting, you. then they should give you what they're telling you. I think that's right. really the simple answer to, the, right. to his question. Uh, and, and just... You know, bearing in mind that the glass isn't always the right indicator. Well, right. Let me say this about motivation, because he mentioned, oh, it's a you know, one hundred and six dollars extra per keg if, if you're pouring like that. And I'm, I know I'm speaking for us. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for almost every beer bar out there that 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 is not what's motivating those pours. I mean, I watch our bartenders, and sometimes it's coming out, it's coming out a little hot out of the tap. And honestly, they pour seven ounces of beer down the drain, feathering it at that final part of the pour to try and get it as full as possible while still having a sort of presentable head. So I find it hard to believe, and this, not that this is what he's saying, but that that is actually what is, like the, the beer bar is telling their bartenders to short the pour by two ounces because it's more profitable. It's just, you know how much that is going down yeah. the drain every day? I do think that's what he's implying, yeah. and, and maybe yeah. there are well, some like that, but well, I, I don't... Or it's, or, just, or it's people that don't care... And they're just like, There's poor no, beer. don't waste go. beer to try to get a good pour. Just whatever happens in the glass. Yeah. Or they, serve it they buy the wrong glass. We're like, I went to a bar right. in, uh, in San Jose next to the Shark Tank, and uh, they poured me 10 ounces of beer in uh, a glass with a Rostal line of eight, o- eight ounces. And I'm like, there's no way that the like the extra quarter of an inch is two fucking ounces, dude. You just ripped me off. And yeah. he's like, no, that's what the boss told me to do. So yeah. I left a stern Yelp review <laughs> that oh, said, yeah. hey, yeah. I counted things in there. So maybe it was a mistake because some of the uh, – and it was in an Orval glass, and it was a uh, Firestone Walker Oktoberfest. October. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Uh, so some of those don't have the eight-ounce line, and some do. Yeah. So maybe it was just they got confused or whatever. The bartender had no idea. But it does happen there that sometimes the, they just pick the wrong glassware or uh, the owners tell them – tell the bartenders, put it in this – Glass right. with the thick bottom, and then the bartenders maybe aren't doing it on purpose. I, I just so, say ask, just to find out yeah. what's going on. So how many ounces are you selling me? This is, that's a good starting point. And then you know, is and then is this is, glass that? Yeah. <laughs> or have you poured me that? And, and if, the if other not, thing is, why not? If I think that in general, Scott's right that no bars are looking to do that, so they wouldn't mind you asking about it. And the ones that would. You're probably not going to get your way anyway. They are the douchebags. <laughs> right. Like, if they right. mind yeah. you asking, then, yeah, they are purposefully shorting you beer, and you should probably stop going there. So, all right, there you go. Dun, dun, dun. That was from Andrew. Here's another one um, from Goose. Goose writes in, Dear BN, um, I sent this to your feedback because I can't find your contact link. Uh, this Memorial Day, I'll be traveling from SoCal to the Bay Area with people. 
Nice. Well, he listed like 500 people. I'm like, okay, this guy. No oh, one did cares. you change it? Of course I did. Oh, yeah. I no, I, I edited editorial as much with, as I can with people. Yeah, because I always thought, okay, well, I guess that's a good, good qualifier. Because well, like he's like my dad and my cousin and my first cousin, Who but he cares? used to marry some other guy, and then and then I took that out, and then the rest of the email didn't make any sense at all. So, you know. All right. So with people, uh, <laughs> he, he says our goal is to visit all the breweries that we hear you talk about and interview. Uh, so here's a few questions we have as we prepare for our three-day trip, um, which is over Memorial Day weekend, keep in mind. Where's a good central area to set up home base during our three-day visit? Bakersfield. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of mileage-wise, that's, your, that's well, central. No, I, no, 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 he wants a home base the for his, their three days in the Bay Area. Oh, Where uh, should they crash? Not California. Oakland. I really think Oakland yeah. because you're very close to the city. There's lots of good places in the Oakland, San Leandro area mm-hmm. now. You can still get on a quick BART ride up to the Hop Grenade and Ool and Sonol coming this way. Uh, so I would suggest Oakland. Because well, it's close to BART. Yeah. But if you want to go home with all the people you drove right, up exactly. with. If you want your tires, Walnut your Creek. wallet. You <laughs> yeah, but Walnut Oakland. Creek's not as central. It, it's BART. It's, it's also all, douchey. It's, but, it's, but it's about BART. You're going to be, you're yeah. be close to BART. If, if, as long as it's close to BART, it's fine. But you're going to spend more time on BART by being it's in Walnut Creek than right. you are. It's not that much time. But I, I think if you stay at the Marriott, like the downtown Oakland Marriott, yeah, which fine. is right by BART, there's nothing Just wrong. Gonna that place is fine. Yeah, you're fine. You yeah. can walk at night there. Yeah. If you're worried you about could. it, then I guess stay Walnut Creek. But I, right. I, convenience-wise, what, what's the closest pro- hotel Oakland. to here? Because this is only two blocks from the nearest BART station. That's true. Yeah, so and if you're going to say Walnut Creek, then yeah. Here. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a shitty, like, Super 8 down the road that you could stay at. Yeah, but the, yeah, the Marriott, uh, probably. Yeah. There's a Crown Royal or something. Wait, that's... Don't stay there. <laughs> that's, Bevo, oh, that's Crown Royal. Bevo Zip. Yeah. No, that's you and, you're yeah. in Sam's travel experience is not <laughs> adequate in this conversation. No, it's, it's a real hotel. It's Crown something. <laughs> not Crown Royal. Crown, Crown Victoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Crown Victoria. Regal. <laughs> say it to Shivas. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'd go that uh, downtown Marriott. Uh, all right, what else do I have here? Do you know of any events that are already being planned that we that we might want to include? I don't. I don't know of any. Uh, we're talking Memorial Day. We're not really doing anything here at the Grenade. I don't think we're doing shows that week. I think mm. we usually take Memorial Day off. So I'm sure there are things going on. You you can find it. Just use Google. You know. Um, I already answered the next question. Hop Grenade is not really planning anything for Memorial Day. Other than our regular awesomeness, we're going to have a bunch of good beer on tap, and you can come sit here and enjoy. And Last um, year, uh, Memorial Weekend was Heretic's anniversary party. Oh, weekend. nice. I don't know if it's going to be this year also, but last year that happened on Memorial Weekend. So that could happen. It's possible, yeah. All right, well, we'll be announcing that here, I'm sure, if right. it does happen, yeah. so stay tuned. Um, are you planning to broadcast any shows on the Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday of Memorial Week? I doubt it. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, but I doubt it. And uh, lastly, in your opinions, what are the top three Bay Area breweries to visit in person? Hmm. Well, the Rare Barrel, yeah. even though it's not technically a brewery, yeah. it's but a fermentation enough. area. And yeah. you'll have a great experience like it was a brewery. So, yep. yes. All right, Rare Barrel, 21st Amendment. Yep. Um, yes. Now, if you can, Anchor Ru- is just Anchor. a cool place and, to see. And Russian River. There you go. Yeah. I would see. I can't even make it a top three because no, I also want you right. to go to Drake's Barrel Room. I love that place. And faction, uh, faction. I really want you to go to that. Yeah, that's a great experience. You sit out and look at the bridge. Yeah. Roger, I'll yell yeah. at you. And heretic. Nice. 
Um, Heretic, of course. Cellar Maker is a cool place to go sit. Mm-hmm. I guess I maybe, can't narrow this list down to three for you. Maybe the nearest to Bart for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. definitely the two one A. Yeah, two one A is pretty good there. Now, don't miss Faction though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Faction. Faction. Yeah. And Faction is you just take a, a cab or an Uber from that Marriott hotel. You're there, and it's less than ten bucks, I think. Yeah, and, it's pretty fast. Uh, and St. George is right across the parking lot. Too. There you can have some distilled spirits. So, all right, there you go. Thanks in advance from Goose. You're welcome. And he left his phone number. You want me to give out his number? I do, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, if you put it in there, I mean, he wants us to have it. And yeah. he wants everybody else. to have it. Yeah. You want to call him right yeah, now? Yeah, we should have just call him. We should have called him during the whole thing. Hey, we should have been telling him. Hey, bro, we're just yeah. answering. You. No, because then we have to go through it all again. Dude, we, uh, we I'm a little slow. I didn't see that the number was on until after. I would <laughs> Maybe we should just call him and tell him, hey, we answered it and just wanted to tell you to listen to the show when we post it. We, Be, we'd blow his mind. Bevo, call him. J- just you talk to him, though. That's all he cares about. Just Does hey, she have hey, the number? This is Bevo from the show. I don't have the number. Email it to me. Right. Dial just, it to the teller right now it, over the... It's better radio if you it's, just make the call here. It's 555. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on um, Skype? We'll call him at the break. You're going to call him at the okay, break. Okay, fine. He's going to get a call from Bevo. His wife's going to love it. Who is, here, I'll, who I'll, is this? It's Bevo. I'll send it to her. <laughs> Who's Bevo. Um, my is that that little agent. tart over at the movie theater? <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. I told you to stop talking to her. <laughs> oh, she changes her name, huh? I'm not that stupid. <laughs> what if we cause a divorce tonight? I know it's her. It would be amazing. All right. <laughs> One less people he has to bring up here. <laughs> <laughs> opens up the spot in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can take a little whore with you. <laughs> All right. Coat hanger brewing writes in. <laughs> Which, come on. That's too soon for everybody. Okay. Um, when is the BN Mobile app for Android coming back? Thanks, guys. Love the show. I didn't know it was gone. Is it gone, Jip? Uh, yeah, we, t- we talked about this like a month ago on the show. And you told yeah. me it's gone? It's gone, girl. Yeah. God damn it. How come I have this uh, mental block about our apps? <laughs> like, I think as, soon as, as soon as the show's over, I swear to God we've never had this conversation. <laughs> uh, it's very strange. All right, Ryan writes in, uh, hi, Brewcasters, and Loctar Ogre JP. <laughs> Loctar Ogar. What is that? It's work, World of Warcraft, mo, oh, mofo. Wow. Yeah. He says, I'm guessing my last email was too long, so here's the short version. I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe he sent one in that we either ignored or I just read one sentence and said, fuck it. It's possible. Uh, he says, beer good, show good, me give you money. <laughs> <laughs> Doc and Nate, try salty semen goes yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm still. I keep it's. I it's in my beer fridge. And it's right there in front. Okay, cryostasis. Is that real? Yeah, salty semen. Uh, he says, keep up good work. Suck it, Sam. It's a sailor kind of thing from Ryan. And finally, uh, hey man, we all love Nicole, Who? but uh, I think she <laughs> abused the privilege of the microphone on the latest session. <laughs> At least when Doc does it, it's funny. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, she was a little. Um, she was having fun. She was. She, uh, she, <laughs> she was, was a little, little having fun. That's one of them. Um, all right. And how about a spam of the week? Let's do it. Spam of the week is back. Subject: fermenter and bright beer tank for sale. Oh. I like dull beer tanks personally. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Mister Kevin, good day. Have a wonderful time with your family. Do you, do you want to set this up before you read it? Because it makes it Not funnier. really. No? Okay. Why? What's the setup? Well, this is from Kevin. He runs Alibi Aleworks. It's a new, new brewery up in Tahoe. He's a, and he listens to the show all the time, so I know he's going to hear this. And he sent me this and was like, 
they try to get us to buy Chinese-made brewing equipment all the time. I oh. get these emails all the time, and they're just funnily worded. So, so he just sent us one. Okay. Yeah. So then, dear Kevin, good day. Have a wonderful time with your family. Uh, okay. Do it in uh, Chinese accent. No, I can't. Because it'll, it'll go to, like, all different accents that aren't even accents. <laughs> That's why it's uh, funny. It'll go back to Eastern European. It's funny that way. This is Miki, <laughs> yeah. and I have learned your name from Pro Brewer, which shows you are interested in beer, bright tank, and fermenter. She's, she's French. She's not. She's not. <laughs> no, yeah. This is Japanese. Yeah. Interested. We are professional stainless steel products manufacturer with the strength of beer equipment, distillation equipment, mixing tanks, milk cooling tanks, etc., all our products have 13-month guarantee after installation, and all equipment are CE and ISO approved. Our products can deliver timely. And then she lists some, some prices. They're pretty cheap. A 10-barrel fermenter for 5600 bucks. That's got to be. That's pretty cheap. That's got to be a fraction of the Right. Um, I mean, what uh, are they, 72 usually, 800? Um, yeah. I mean, that's right in the ballpark for other Chinese-made yeah. tanks. But. Yeah. Cheaper yeah. than American. Shipping will, be, shipping will be three grand. Sure. Yeah. And it'll, like, be, it'll be rusty also. Yeah, sub, <laughs> subpar yeah. welds like the right. new span of the Bay Bridge. So Miki goes on to say, if any questions or needs, feel free to ask me. I will try my best to satisfy you. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to hearing from you. Let me know if you have any questions. Please don't ignore one who is always ready to serve you. <laughs> That's what? my favorite. That's regards, my favorite line. Miki. Oh. I'm changing yeah. my uh, I'm changing my email signature to that. Oh. So basically, you're guilting people into replying right. to. you. Please yeah. don't ignore one who is always. <laughs> Can you ready to serve you? Use that in your pitch to Ballast Point this week, please. I'm begging you. Please do not ignore one. I'm going to practice all different deliveries. I feel like this is maybe like a ruse for sex slavery or something. <laughs> yeah, you call Miki and she's like, "No fermenter." Yeah, it's human. It's human trafficking code. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. this is. How many barrels? do you want right. the fermenter is full of people please don't ignore one who is always ready to serve you yeah that, that is a guys you've been off. ignoring my emails all the time That's we right. can't plan shows if no okay look here's my new signature best sign off ever all right let's take a quick break when we come back kelly taylor from kelso brewing company will be on the line we're going to learn about brooklyn beer and all sorts of beer history for this man too so hang in there it's the session we'll be right back Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 
First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedeshev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard. And polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. We got a lot to do tonight. Uh, let me let you know real quick about Beersmith Homebrewing Software. You can go to beersmith.com right now and check it out. Why calculate by hand when you can use software to do it? And You get a free 21-day trial to make sure it's the right one for you. Available both PC and Mac. And we all love it over here. Plus, uh, he's doing DVDs now. He did one with uh, John Palmer, How to Brew All Grain. So if that doesn't get you excited, nice. I don't know what does. Go over to Beersmith.com right now and check it out. 
And JP, I forgot, as I often do, to yeah. uh, allow you to do our Twitter game. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. Yes, yeah. did you um, tweet? Do not ignore one who is always here <laughs> to serve you, right. JP. Yeah. Um, what was our Twitter game this week? Oh, I don't know. I thought you did it. Oh, damn it. What'd damn you, it. What'd you oh, no, I, okay, I figured it out. Uh, well, you know, going off the SF Sleep Week theme, because it, it went over pretty well here, uh, I was asking the BN Army to let me know anything that they would like to see for next year's SF Sleep Week. What events should be involved in Give SF? me some events. Love what it. do you think is going to go on? All that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, maybe there's a sleepover at the Hop Grenade. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I we'll see. Uh, Jam a party at the Hop Grenade. Yeah. Jam a party. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Kelly Taylor from Kelso uh, Brewing Company. Kelly, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate Certainly. it. Certainly. You guys are about no to have uh, New York Beer Week, right? Yeah, New York City Beer Week's coming up uh, this Friday. So we just got done with SF Beer Week, and JP here had the suggestion that uh, maybe after every Beer Week should be Sleep Week. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I don't care whether uh, we declare that it's going to be sleep week or not. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't uh, we don't really sleep a whole lot out here, so we get about two two days of sleep and then right. back to it. All right, well, we're going to learn about New York City Beer Week a little bit later, but I want to learn about you first. So, um, so you're with uh, Kelso Beer Company. How long has Kelso been around? Uh, I started Kelso in 2006. Okay. Out of a little warehouse space in Brooklyn. Got it. Are you in the same space now? Yep, same Just spot. Okay. How many yeah, barrel okay. uh, brew house you got there? Uh, it's a 30-barrel brew house, nice. and um, we're fortunate enough to be able to do some contracting. We're brewing. Uh, originally, the, the space was built for, uh, for the Heartland Brewery Group, which has uh, nine pubs in, in New York City right now. Okay. And uh, then we've... Kind of, we bought some tanks and threw them in, and sharing the space with the Heartland Group. So, thirty barrel brew house. Uh, where there's twenty two fermenters, uh, and the total production out of there is about twenty thousand barrels, Got of it. which we're about half, and Heartland's about half. Okay, oh, that's fantastic. That's a lot of beer yeah. for you. There's a, that is a lot of beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, was just that. in New York City. I, I did not have your beer, uh, unfortunately. But why? The, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, good question. <laughs> Do you remember whose beer you had? And that's no? the problem. I don't remember whose it was. You may have uh, had a lot of beer. It might have been his beer. <clears throat> it could have been, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it was good. But you guys out there are making great beer in general. I did not have a bad beer while I was in New York City. Well, that's good. Um, you know, there was a, a number of years ago that. There was there was not a lot of great uh, locally made beers. You had to kind of look uh, look uh, overseas or out of state. And um, now there's there's over there's 20 breweries in the city of New York now. And wow. you know, when I moved here, I moved here from Seattle in '98, and there was uh, there was four breweries okay. in the city of New York. <laughs> wow, what, city of eight million people. What were they like? People. Those four breweries. Busy. I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm wondering what they were like. I mean, do you remember what the how the the beer was quality wise? Yeah, they were good. I mean, they're brew pubs. One of them was Brooklyn Brewery, of course, and and um, that was you know one of the kind of the the flagships of our uh, brewing scene out here. You know, it's kind of the anchor of our sure. of our East Coast, as it were, and um, and that's always been very solid, very solid beers. And then uh, there was the Heartland Brewery Group, which uh, you know we're brewing with right now. And uh, those those beers are great, you know. Nice nice spread. You get anything from a nice hoppy IPA through a really roasty, toasty nitro poured oatmeal stout, and uh, then pumpkin beers during the fall. They were doing pumpkin beers in 1995, you know, before wow. 
<laughs> before people start doing pumpkin beers in July, you know. <laughs> yeah. Before that, so there, there was a lot of really good stuff. There was some not so great breweries, and they're no longer with us. But um, that's kind of what happens in the brewing world, you know. You get sure. you get a big push, and you get a whole bunch of places, and then uh, and then the beers kind of have to have to kind of hold up to the scrutiny and and uh need to have you need to turn the space you know especially in new york and well yeah you guys are you guys are in san francisco well we are um, yeah and so yeah and space it, it is <laughs> you, know, you know you gotta you gotta turn the liquid if you're gonna pay that kind of rent yeah absolutely so. well let me ask you this about the city because you say that now there's like 20 breweries uh yeah. los angeles for example as a city is a very difficult city for brewers to open which is why there there are almost none there yeah is new york yeah. city pretty accommodating uh, it's becoming more accommodating. The state of New York really has passed a lot of laws and loosened up a lot of regulations to allow uh, small breweries and small wineries and distilleries to flourish. So they've they've done a lot of laws that are that are really favorable to the craft uh, beverage, alcoholic beverage community, and um, that that has made a lot more breweries pop up. New York City is a little tougher um to try to operate a manufacturing business okay but um there there are eight million people within a you know within like a 10 square mile footprint <laughs> yeah <laughs> i met most so you of can, them when I was you get there. it going you can you can fly through beer you can vaporize beer and, and and the the craft the local beer scene here really has uh flourished over the last i'd say five years okay I mean, local local everything beer food um you know anything consumable that's made local has has just blossomed in New York and that, and craft beer is right right part of it you know that's good to see who is like yeah. who is the uh, driving force behind changing the laws were you involved in that uh yeah well the New York State Brewers Association uh which I'm I'm a part of uh is the the state kind of uh uh lobbying um awareness group uh we go up to albany periodically talk to the legislatures um and and the legislatures have been listening you know i mean and you know part of it i don't know which uh, which came first necessarily but you, you start to show examples to politicians of of successful small businesses in an economy that is that has been stagnant um and new york is kind of a microcosm of of the united states where it's it's been kind of stagnant and they're, and they're looking for ways to get the economy moving and you bring them an example of a flourishing economy and give them some data here's what small brewers can do for the economy here we can we can buy local agriculture we create local jobs we uh, redevelop urban blight uh, we take over farmlands that have been left unattended for decades and we revitalize it and bring it back to life they and they can't look away, <laughs> you right. know, and then they can use that as a shining example of. They pass some laws real quick and use it as a shining example of of uh, their success, and then they they get patted on the back, and then they're looking forward to passing more laws. So you know it, it works out pretty well if you have a, a strong uh, group behind you to to be able to show them the light. And and uh, I don't know I don't know exactly what came first. I think there was some politicians who were listening. And they were able to get the message across, and and this governor has been very very vocal in promoting uh, this this segment of successful small business. So, well, Kelly, when I hear you say you yeah. make brewing sound awesome, I right? think I, <laughs> brewing is awesome. Brew. <laughs> you know, I've been doing it for over twenty years, and it's uh, it, you know it, the thing I love about it is it's 
is it's it's everything business. You know, it's art, it's science, it's it's business, it's politics, it's fun, it's passion, it's craft. It's just yeah. it's all of that, and it's a pain in the ass. And some days you go home and just go, God, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know? yeah. And then you know, I'm sitting here right now drinking a beer. At, you know. 9.45 at night on a, on a Monday, whatever day this is. Is this right. a Monday? It is Monday, It's still right? a Monday, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll never no, really know for sure. lose track of that in the brewing world. Yeah. It's a holiday. <laughs> sure. He doesn't make it sound funny. He makes it sound profitable. <laughs> well, that too, yeah. So, <laughs> Which is fun. Well, right. It's not that I mean, profitable. Well, that, right. <laughs> it's more fun than profitable. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your brewing history, because you've been in the game for quite some time, and you've, it looks like you've been uh, kind of across the country and back. Yeah, well, you know, I, I started, off, um, started off in brewing – in uh, San Diego, I went to San Diego State University, um, and it, it was and that's where you learn how to drink beer, or yeah. at least drink a lot of it. And <laughs> and uh, I, a friend of mine introduced me to home brewing when I was 18 years old. He said, "Hey, why go try to buy beer at the uh, uh, was it not 7-Eleven? Was it out there? Circle K? Yeah, <laughs> whatever it was." And and he said, "Why try to go buy beer there? Why why don't you just go make it?" Yeah, forget go shoulder homebrew. tapping. You get go to a homebrew shop way. and buy the beers and make, buy the ingredients. And uh, so we started doing that and then having parties with the beer that we made and and developed a taste for it and then uh, decided I should probably get a job at the, at a brewery during college because I needed some way to offset my beer habit. Yeah, and, uh, of course. <laughs> so I figured working at a brewery would do it. Got a job at Carl Strauss Breweries in downtown San Diego. Great brewery. And Yeah, it's great. You know, and at the time, they had the Columbia and B location, and that was it. Okay. And then they had the sports arena complex, and so I got to work down at the brewery down there and work at the, the restaurant and do did they, sales and marketing. And did they of, let you straight into the brewery, or were you kind of on the fringes at, at that point? I started off uh, uh, hosting and bartending and then just annoying the hell out of the brewer. Um, yeah. I was a home brewer, so... And that and the brewer there was a deadhead, so he was always off at some dead shows on the weekends. And I just kept saying, "Hey, man, uh, you know, that's how you talk to deadheads." Hey, man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll come in and I'll I'll, uh, I'll check gravities and I'll I'll crash tanks and I'll clean some kegs and kind of polish everything on the weekends on my time off. Right you on, know. man. Yeah, so he'd he'd call me and, and just check the gravity. Okay, yeah, you're gonna want to check, drop this temperature on this tank, and make sure I have 20 kegs cleaned. And yeah, I cleaned them up and volunteered my time and gave tours. And then they had a job opening at the brewery, and I uh, went over there a few days a week and kept my bartending job. And nice, you know, that's how I got some experience. And then I moved back home up to the north of Seattle and brewed up there for a while and got some really interesting opportunities there. And um, and this was at a time. So I don't know how much is, time you had, but I have a lot of really well, you do but weird I, stories. <laughs> oh, we love weird stories. This, by the way, just so everyone knows, we're talking about like the early to mid nineties here. Yeah, and right, so exactly. you, with some, with a little bit of experience, you probably were in in pretty high demand uh, by then. But yeah, give us some weird stories, man. Like you're talking about back at Washington or at uh, Carlsbad. Yeah. yeah, well, when I yeah when I, <laughs> I left college and wanted to move back home. Uh, to Muckleteal, Washington, just north of just north of Seattle, and uh, an old family friend uh, up there had a small pizza place, and he bought a bunch of uh, brewing equipment, and he was going to put a little five barrel brewery in the basement of his pizza place. And then a few things happened. He wasn't able to do it. First of all, uh, he had a son, and kind of threw off his game a little bit. And then he got elected mayor of my hometown. Wow! <laughs> and and uh, I was up there one time uh, during the winter break, right before I graduated. And I was trying. I was lamenting. To, you know, we were at a family gathering, and he was, he was over with his family. And 
I was lamenting. I didn't know, you know, what to do after college. I had, I had my degree in international business with Russian and Eastern European studies, and Eastern Europe had collapsed, and I didn't really want to speak Russian anymore. And he goes, well, I tell you what, why don't you, you've been brewing, why don't you come up here? I don't have time to put my brewery together. I have all this stainless steel in my basement, you know, this, all these tanks that I had built. I don't have time to put it together. Why don't you come up and put it together for me? I don't have any money because I just spent it all on my campaign, but uh, <laughs> you can have you can have pizza and beer all summer long. <laughs> for okay. Free, just, and a reference from the mayor if you put this together. So, <laughs> so I was like, all right. So my dad lived across the street, so I went up there after college and, <laughs> and built this brewery for this guy, for the mayor of my hometown. How did you and, know uh, how to do that? Well, you know, I'd, I'd worked in, I'm a home, you know, I was a home brewer, and I was a tinkerer, and I'd worked in breweries. I knew how everything was kind of laid out. And um, then you spoke Russian, too. And I spoke <laughs> Russian, which is extremely unhandy. <laughs> the manual was in Chinese, but it's, it's other about, way, about as handy now as it was then. Yeah. Well, now you can work for PBR. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, you know, I put the whole thing together and brewed a bunch of beers, and then... Uh, uh, took a year off and went to Europe <laughs> to speak Russian. Um, no, no, just I kind of just helped, hang out. hung out in Italy and tried to learn Italian. <laughs> did, did you gain like forty pounds that summer with the pizza and the beer? I know that's yeah. all you. No, nah, I was like twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do anything. Better yeah. breathe that stuff. It doesn't matter. Right. At this point, I'm gaining twenty pounds just thinking about it. Did you do any beer stuff around Italy? Was there, was there anything? I know that. The craft there was a little late to bloom. It's still blooming now. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's really popping now out there. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, when I was out there, it was really looking at the bigger, the bigger breweries um, in Italy, Germany. Got really into the some of the uh, Bavarian beers, the Hefeweizens, and things like that that you could get. Because I was in northern Italy and Milan mostly. So. Okay, yeah. But um, really, it was uh, you know a lot of the Doppio Maltos and the just. Uh, a lot of beers. I I don't know what the the name of the dis, uh, the brewery was, but you know, I was having some of those and wines and you know okay. hashish. And <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, Milan. Things you do yeah. after college, man. Of course, yeah. that's a liqueur, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 it's an aperitif. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay. was, you know that was that was really interesting. Just kind of traveling around and checking out all the. All the all the different ways that beer was <laughs> beer was served and sure. and uh, treated in culture. You know, it's like the one of the common things in Germany. You know, Germany's you know, real strict laws and all this stuff. And <laughs> what I thought was really funny is uh, we'd go get our cases of Polliner or Schneider uh, at the at the uh, at the um, gas station. <laughs> oh yeah, you go, go to the gas station and they're just like, oh, let's rechange in your bottles and you get your new case. <laughs> oh yeah, you had to bring your old. Bo- I remember that yeah. too from when I was there. You got to bring in a case of bottles to get a yeah. case of bottles. Do yeah, That's yeah. just just how, funny. How do you start <laughs> getting beer? <laughs> you don't. You know somebody? You, no, no, you mug the guy, the kid who's on the way in with <laughs> okay. his case of bottles. Yeah. I, think. I think your grandfather did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like your grandpa dies and he leaves you <laughs> his for, bottles. Right. For your, yeah. Literally, yeah. grandpa. When you gotta die. When you're born, they give you a case of bottles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have to keep. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a birthright in Germany. Yeah, right. it's, fresh. Yeah. it's like a social security number. Fresh Polaner is fantastic beer. Well, you know, that was actually some some things that I learned traveling around in Europe was, especially in England, you know, I went up to England and uh, the just trying the, all these cask ales that I had 
kind of disparaged a little bit, you know, being from the West Coast. Because by the time a cask ale from England gets to the West Coast, you really shouldn't be drinking it. I think you yeah, know, really, yeah. it's, it's such a such a they call it live, you know, but it's such a uh, delicate, nuanced product that just it just doesn't travel well. You wouldn't send a loaf of bread that was baked in England in the morning <laughs> to Seattle. I mean, it just wouldn't be it wouldn't work. You're right. You know? and, and realistically, the the unless you're getting a firkin or a cask or something right off the boat, it just right off the plane. I mean, the, yeah. You put it on the boat is dead. <laughs> you know, you put it on the plane. You know, so I was going into England and and doing these these ales, these cask ales, left to right. There's ten of them on a bar, and just like just hit me left to right. And they're like three and a half percent alcohol, so it's not that big a deal. But uh, some of the English guys I was with said, "Man, you're a real beer bastard, aren't you?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I when I came back to the country, I started a little club called the Beer Bastards. Yeah, we have a, a small group of us up in the Seattle area that are still not loyal still to to a brand. Not lo- no, just just loyal to the freshness of the product, and uh, you know, and that's and that's something that I just I I try to preach whenever, wherever I go. People say, hey, "What what's your favorite beer?" I'm like, "Man, drink the beer that's made down the street." Yeah, <laughs> because that stuff has the potential. It's not always the best, but it has the potential to be the most interesting. Sure, you know, I don't. So none of us here would disagree with that, and I do like your comparison thank, about thank God. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, Cal- that's bullshit, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> Screw you. <click. laughs> none of us here would, would disagree with that. Uh, I would say um, I, I do like your comparison that you know no one would ask for a loaf of bread to be that was you know made this morning yeah. to be shipped across the world. However, the, the one difference is. There's no demand for a loaf of bread like there is for beer that we haven't tried. So right. I guess I'm just expl- – I feel like the reason that we still do this and the reason that we all still try it and get the beer out there is because we just still have such a desire for different beer that yeah. uh, we, it's a te- – we don't care. Maybe it's not going to be that great. i got to taste it anyway. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's almost counterintuitive. Yeah, I know what you mean, to... but you know, it's just it's just not gonna. It just doesn't work. It's never. You know, if, yeah. you, if you want to try it, go there and get it because yeah. it's just you're not doing it justice. Yeah, really by 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 shipping it that far and keep it and and realistically when you when you're doing that you're shipping at those distances it's you need to have a distribution chain and an inventory level and a sales force to turn the product and and if it's just not turning you know I have I have Lagunitas out here that is not doing that product well and they they have a good distribution chain out here but it's just it's just it gets a little oversaturated you know i've had lagunitas out there on the west coast and it's just a much different beer yeah you know the ipa it's just a much different beer Absolutely. out there than it is here and and we're talking you know one continent with a pretty you know concise distribution chain and and a market that turns it pretty well but to fill the pipeline you need to have a lot of beer in it and it, yeah. it doesn't always work, <laughs> you know. That's why Sierra Nevada and um, and um, Stone, New Belgium are, New are Belgium, building yeah. breweries out here because <laughs> they know it's just, it just doesn't work to just to send it all the way across the country. Sure, and you know it's not cost effective and it, it doesn't do the product justice. You guys think that demand so, might go down for that? Uh, I mean, there always is always going to be a, a market for for long distance traveled beers. But you guys think that the demand might go down as more and more local options open, and you have this crazy variety right at your fingertips, like all made within your town. And yeah, I want to try lots of different beers, and I can get them all from this state. I think it already has. Well, especially if it's the, yeah. the type of beer. We don't necessarily want to try a beer. We want to try a type of beer, like Cascales. Yeah. Every, yeah. Oh, I guess English friends that just love cask ales and and yeah, you try them, and we're not going to get anything like you could in an English pub. Sure, yeah. 
I, so, I think really, literally the demand has already gone down because of more local breweries, and I think that's only going to continue to well, happen. And with cast, like there are cast breweries yeah. opening up, like yeah. McLeod and Freewheel. Oh, that was um, great and, cast and, and beer too. They're doing great beers, and, and I, I hear stories from them and from other people about people coming over from England and just being so excited to get good cast beer here in the U.S. because yeah. yeah. It's not going to make the trip over. A good more Brits. That's what we need in this country. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. kicked well, them out. You know, yeah. I think that, I think that the demand. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of a funny thing because the more people that are into beer, the more we take away from piss beer. You yeah. know what I mean? So you look at you know, a number of years ago when the craft beer segment hit ten percent of the market. Uh, it was like four years ago or something, and now we're talking. We could hit twenty percent. You know, and we yeah. could hit thirty percent, and and a lot of that's because people are going to start. People start recognizing that local beer is is better. You know, I always use my my stepfather as an example. He's a truck driver and very blue collar, a little off off color. Does, does <laughs> you he know, know you use him as an example? <laughs> I use him as an example of, of you know he he really is you know he just he just drinks Budweiser and which is fine. But then I start saying you know, but everything is about for him is about supporting you know, uh, American-made products and, and American-made things and, and American-made cars and Chevys and the whole thing. And I say, well, what what's more American-made than the beer made down the street by this guy that you're delivering gas to? <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, bringing this, you're bringing this guy gas. He's making beer, you know, and he's got a light beer. Right. You know, drink that. You know, it, it, is all, it is made probably made with ingredients grown uh, over here on the other side of the state, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like so. A lot of this stuff is coming. It, it's uber local, and and you know, so people have to start thinking a little bit differently about the the macro beers and the benefits of the macro beers, and and they are people are starting to recognize. I'm going to drink locally, and <clears throat> so I, I think that you, you see ebbs and flows in the the local segment. Like my beer will. Uh, that I'm distributing up and down the 95 corridor from Connecticut down to Philadelphia. More breweries in Philadelphia, the less my beer sells, mm, sort of, except for the more local places start serving more local beers and start serving more craft beers, but then they want variety cause, sure. because there's only so many craft beers you can get in your neighborhood, and then start reaching out to other breweries in the region. So, you know, it's kind of, there's an ebb and flow because yeah. the more places, basically the more places that open up, the more craft beer is going to be in those places, the more room there is for craft beer. So I think that approaching 20% of the market, I, I don't think that we're really going to start cannibalizing on each other until we start getting to 50% of the market. And I think that's doable in the next five years. Have you broken so, the news to your stepdad that AB is Belgian? <laughs> right. uh, you, you well, you know, when we have conversations, it's more – my mom leaves the room, and it's <laughs> it's really an un, you know it's a really uncomfortable situation. It's weird because because you know I start I don't even go to the Belgian point. I just jump right to um, right to Brazil. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's like you know, InBev is owned by Brazilian conglomerate. He doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> is it Brazil? I thought it was Belgium. I don't want to hear it, Kelly. Get me a Budweiser and shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to fuss over it. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, Kelly, let me ask you, just talking about the market share, I, I sat on this, I was on a panel during SF Beer Week. I was lucky enough to be able to listen to Pete Schlossberg, who... Uh, oh, I know Pete, yeah. Yes, he started Pete's Wicked Ale, and yeah. he's, a real, he's real smart on the business.
business side of things. Yeah, he, I met him down at Carl Strauss a number of years ago. He, he's and he's a huge fan of beer, but he's a, he's yeah. a fan of business. And the yeah. question was asked to us on the panel: How mu- when will it stop? How much market share will craft beer end up getting? And yeah. some people on the panel thought, you know, it's it's infinite. But Pete brought up this point. He said, I, "I'm just going to tell you about other industries because after after the beer thing, he started a chocolate company. I think there was uh-huh. another. And so he said, he did, I did a lot of research about these type of things, and they pretty much all max out at forty percent." And he 40%, wasn't okay. at forty percent. He wasn't making a distinction between craft beer and chocolate or anything. He just yep, was yep. saying, "I'm telling you that historically, the numbers show <laughs> that the you know, the market becomes saturated with these type of products at forty percent." And some okay. of the people on the panel were very upset to hear <laughs> this uh, this this number. But uh-huh. I thought he brought up a pretty good point because you have to take the whole of the country into account. Anyhow, Absolutely. I just wonder yeah. what you think about that number. I'm asking. Well, you know, I, I, I just, I, I quite honestly, I pulled fifty percent of my out of my ass because it sounds like a nice number, but yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. it's probably uncomfortable. It sounds too. better. 50, fifty, you know, 40, it's yeah. it's very, you know, very populist. It doesn't matter. But um, the, I think that if he, if he did the research and if that if those numbers seem to make sense, I think that that's that seems to be seems to be reasonable because I think most people are gonna. I mean, you look at you look at the commercials on TV now, and most of it is is stuff that I would never consume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that you go in the grocery stores and you see massive walls of Wonder Bread and very small sections of whole grain uh, oat rolled bread kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, I bet you you go in there and, and it's it's less than half <laughs> pretty right. easily. And I think and, those are the types you know, of so things. So I think that sounds comparing. reasonable, you yeah. know. Uh, but I, I don't I haven't really done the the research on it. I sure. just you know, I, I think that there's going to be a tremendous. I mean, could craft beer double, and then how and how long is that going to take? I yeah. think it could double. I think there's plenty of room for it. And just for example, carrying capacity. When I left Seattle in '98, there was 35 breweries in the city of Seattle, and the city of Seattle had 1.5 million people. Wow! In the in the city, not just the surrounding areas, but in the city. Okay. And, I, and so, 35 breweries, 1.5 million people. When I came to New York, there was uh, four. Uh, for eight wow. million people, for eight million, right? Eight million, and now we're at amazing. twenty. Yeah, for still relatively eight million because we can't really get much more people into this rock. And um, <laughs> yeah, so you know, realistically, we should have like one hundred and fifty breweries or something. Sure, in the city <laughs> of New York. So you know, so there's still a lot, a lot of room. And I know, I think Seattle now still has about thirty-five to forty breweries in it. Yeah, you I know, agree. So I think there's still plenty of room. I just, I never heard anybody put a number on it. And of course, yeah. he wasn't saying this is. Fact. He's just saying I'm just what the other industries did. Yeah, but yeah. I also thought, you know, he he. It just kind of brings up the point as you, as craft beer does get bigger. When we get to twenty percent, it's the amount of growth, the amount of people that we have to take over. It it keeps doubling, right? Like it keeps going bigger and bigger. So you have to think yeah. about the massive amount of growth it is to get from twenty to forty percent. Mm-hmm. Is right. so much bigger than it's taken us to go from one to ten, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's just enormous. Well, one thing yeah, we, we, we never really talk about is you know there's 
breweries. I didn't opening. realize there would be an economics quiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, you will be quizzed at the end of the interview. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. We're sharp. A little bit less here. beer at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, we never talk about how many breweries close down in an area. So we always talk yeah. about how many breweries open and open and open. Yeah. And we got so many breweries opening, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the number of breweries in existence goes up because a lot of them go out of business too. So right. does that mean that the market isn't necessarily stable enough to support the doubling of craft beer. Yeah. Well, right now the the number is still going up, but, but you're right. But at the one point when but you we're get closing yeah. down, also so like but the number's still lead. going up. Right, but but there's that. You know what I mean? It's not as huge of a growth as as it seems because we're not. Ta- we never talk about the closings. Yeah. So I wonder if it's if it's it maybe hitting that high water mark. Now, Anyways, now yeah. I think, yeah. You know what's unfortunate is I've uh, been trying to book a, a brewery that has failed for the last probably year or so. I've reached out to um, a few of them that have gone under, and, and no one is willing to talk about it. Well, I'm not yeah. entirely surprised. I, I'm, I'm I mean, not it's surprised a, either. It's like you're I, I, kicking a dead dog. I, you know? I, I know, and I, I try to be really delicate about it, but but I think yeah. it would be it would make. I mean, because you're right, we do talk. We do nothing but blow smoke up the rear end of craft beer for good reason. I mean, it's going gangbusters. But I would like to hear, and I think everybody like what went wrong. Yeah. Why are you fucked up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. That, did anybody read the uh, craft beer revolution? Steve Hendy's book. No. My, my uh, one of my colleague across town. Yeah. Uh, Steve Hendy, president of Brooklyn Brewery, wrote a book called The Craft Beer Revolution, and it was really interesting because you know he talked about the the origins of of the modern craft beer and uh, with, you know, with anchor and, and, um, uh, new Belgium and, and all these guys. And it, he had a, he, in, he brought in a lot of uh, stories about people that, that failed. Oh yeah. What they, what they did and how it didn't work and how they got overextended or they didn't look at this. They didn't look at that. And, or they just they they had you know artistic ideals and they thought everybody would follow sure. and they they didn't make the right investments and this and that and the other thing and he doesn't make any judgments he just says you know these guys tried and it didn't work right <laughs> you know it doesn't always work you know, sometimes yeah. you just need luck well, we and should bring these, uh, you know, Steve Hindi and we've had Garrett uh, Garrett Oliver on the program maybe we should bring oh, yeah? Steve uh, to answer those you. questions you have yeah. Scott yes. Uh, yeah. Gary, <laughs> he, you know what? He, you give that guy a microphone, and he's amazing. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> so, so we had a great time uh, with, yeah, <laughs> with, right. with Garrett. Hey, let me do, Kelly. I got to take a break. Um, yeah. We're going to take a little commercial break, and then I want to come back and talk a little bit more about your history. But I also want to talk about your beer. Um, All right. So you can teach us some about beer. Are you down to hang out for a few minutes? I can do that. Okay. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Kelly Taylor. Uh, He's from Kelso uh, Beer Company with us. So we'll talk more beer and more good stuff when we get back. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. (laughs) 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. Woohoo! Awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to moonlightmeadery.com forward slash BNARMY and use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Brewcast. 
Masters are back. It ain't 401-beer. Whatever. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. You can go to KelsoBeer.com right now and talk to uh, and see Kelly Taylor's uh, beers over at uh, Kelso Beer Company. We're talking to Kelly, uh, and he's from Brooklyn, New York, or at least that's where the brewery's from. And we're going to start talking about some of some of his beers. You still with us, Kelly? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm looking at your website right now, KelsoBeer.com, and uh, it looks like you have a pretty nice lineup. And, uh, you know, one thing that stands out to me right away is a nut brown lager. Tell me about yeah. that beer. Yeah, well, that was our uh, that was our original. That was our flagship. Okay. And it, it's actually a uh, kind of a question we have sometimes is, what is your flagship beer? And uh, Sure. I think the flagship isn't necessarily the number one seller. It's the beer you think best embodies your brand, and that would be our Nut Brown Lager. Is that one that came over from uh, even your homebrew side with you? or? Well, kind of. You know, I uh, it was – we we were discussing my, – my wife and I – Sonia is my wife, so it's Kelly and Sonia Kelso. Okay. And, and we were in the backyard of a pub in Brooklyn, and we were drinking a uh, – Double IPA from uh, West Coast Brewery, and and we're thinking, wow, you know, this is really strong, and I like it, but there's no other real. Uh, I just want a, a nice beer, and I don't want it to be overly hopped. I just want something nice and fresh and local, and malty and interesting, and and um, so we started kind of looking at uh, different beers that were available, and and uh, my wife goes, we should do a nut brown, but make it a lager instead of an ale. So effectively a German dunkel, but with American malts and American hops. And um, Sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah, you know, just something to fill out, because everything was either like a Pilsner or an IPA, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we're just like, you know, so it's something different. So uh, we did the, the nut brown lager, and, and it was it, trying to get into – the a lot of the food places in New York, the pizza places, the, all, the Italian foods, and the steakhouses, and and all the all the things that make New York foods, you know, kind of the the infrastructure of New York food. There's like they should all have this on tap. Yes, and uh, <laughs> good and, idea again. Yeah, yeah. And it, was, and it was just just the one the, that one beer, and and that's so that's what we did. We just we kind of did. We used some. It was a hybrid of a, a German Dunkel and kind of an American brown ale, but with lager yeast. And, and it was just nice and toasty and caramely with a nice kiss of Willamette hops at the end. And then, you know, gives it a little bit more earthiness and spiciness and then just really clean, dry lager finish. And it was really, it was influenced, a lot of my brews were influenced by uh, Thomas Kemper Brewery up in Seattle, which it was uh, yeah. ultimately absorbed by Pyramid. Uh, which is where Sonia and I met. It okay. was in Pyramid Breweries in Seattle across from then the Kingdom. Um, and so a lot of those beers were lagers and uh, you know, dark lagers uh, were, were the really interesting ones, you know, toasty and malty and rich and robust, but, but clean and bone dry. You have a glass of it and you go, wait a minute. I better have another one of those. I, I don't even know what happened. Right. <laughs> Before you know it, you have four of them. <laughs> you know? Can you so. tell us uh, any specifics about the, the malt bill? And, and I'm also curious if you have to change it a little bit. If it were a nut brown ale, did you have to add or leave something out to make it a nut brown lager, things like that? Well, um, you know, I kind of did – let me think. I kind of did a Dunkel malt bill, the Pilsner – 
Kara Munich, 60, um, Melanoidin. The, really, the, the trick was the balance of the, of the Kara Munich 60 and the Melanoidin. Because um, they use the Melanoidin malt, which gives it that kind of almost a tinniness. Okay. Um, and it needs to be in there to give that that dunkel. You know, because the, the dunkels, they use the decoction brewing, which which gives it a little bit of that kind of burned caramel, almost, and it gives it a kind the, of a metallic. The process gives it melanoidin if you yeah. do the decoction, yeah. right? Okay. So, so when I use the melanoidin malt, it, it simulates that, and you, you need to kind of balance that out, and then... Really, the, it was a, the play of that melanoidin character off the uh, Hollertau slash Willamette late hopping that we did. So you get that that German influence, and then the Pacific, you know, Pacific Northwest uh, ale influence. And Willamette's a great hop too. It's, it's a great hop, and I've been using that for you know twenty some odd years. I used to grow that in my backyard. And um, are you still using the stuff from your backyard? Uh, no, you're growing. You're growing <laughs> no, different things. I just, I, in I your just backyard, replanted yeah. now in New York. I have uh, Cascades and Columbus growing in my backyard. Okay. So. Uh, we've actually been reading about the uh, New York hop scene or hops growing scene, kind of on the rebound. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been a very big uh, part in pushing for that. You know, we we went up to Albany, and I think it was 2005 or 2006, as as a state brewers association trying to trying to get some government uh government uh, loans or government grants for infrastructure for small farmers to to help them get the specialized equipment they need to harvest hops because you know it is very specialized you know it's not like you know everybody's got kind of a barley grain equipment but okay. hops are a very specialized thing so uh, we we went to them saying hey there was a collection of 100 at the time it was 100 breweries now there's over 100 and 60 breweries in New York State. Wow. And uh, at the time, there was 100, and we were all willing to sign contracts for hop uh, hops grown in New York State. Okay. Um, so we could guarantee a production and uh, production um, level. So, um, so the state started issuing uh, assistance to small farmers for, for these things. And then Excellent. Cornell University has been very, very... Um, very very pro uh, small farms and small um, hop farms in particular. They have the, they started the Northeast Hop Alliance. So they're a big part of the Northeast Hop Alliance. So there's there's a lot of yes, I'm very familiar with a, a lot of the organizations involved in in the resurgence from a hundred years ago when New York State used to be the uh, leading hop supplier <laughs> to the country. What varieties will do well in New York? Well, you know, pretty much anything that grows in the Willamette Valley will do well here. Um, <laughs> it, oddly enough, it, the the brutally cold winters don't seem to matter too much. It's it's the uh, long days during the summertime, and and uh, we we've got that here, and we've got a good growing climate. So, got it. Um, you know, the interesting thing is right now that. You can get New York State-grown Cascades and Willamettes and Chinooks and things like that. They just don't taste the same as they do on the West Coast. Not meaning they they don't taste better or worse. They just taste different. So okay. I'm 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 starting a, a movement. I'm trying to start a movement where we just rename them. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's just, sure. it just doesn't, doesn't make any sense. I was just thinking the same thing. Just rename them. Yeah, it's a, it's a rename tea plant them. is a tea plant. Coffee plant's a coffee plant. It doesn't matter. Just it varies on where it grows. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just it's like all right. Just, what are the differences? Well, you know, uh, Cascades are a striking example because the Cascades out here are very 
very earthy and kind of minerally and 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 have uh, kind of a richness to them. Whereas on the on the west coast, they're very bright and citrusy and tangy and acidic, you know. So is it just doesn't taste like the same thing. So you know, you could have Kellyade. Yeah, Calamit, 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 yeah, Columbus. I'll put that in the bill. Just name after. Yeah, You know, you're working on it, so you got to get something out of this, Kelly. Clitra. Oh no, wait, no, don't do that one. Shakelly. All right, another beer that I'm looking at on your page here that I want to know about is a beer that you call Industrial IPA. Tell me yeah, about the, that. Yeah, the Industrial IPA. So yeah. that's our uh, that's our Imperial IPA. We just there's another name for Imperial, and I'd be kind of the the uh, inner city word for Imperial would be Industrial. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm and, buying uh, it. Yeah, it's a yeah, big bold. Uh, you know, Imperial IPA, lots of uh, hops in the whirlpool and dry hopping, and uh, it's about ten and ten to eleven percent alcohol, depending on okay. the uh, the moon cycle that we're brewing in. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, oh, for you California people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> says the dead man, yeah. right? I understood yeah. everything you said when you added the moon cycle. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I lived there for a while. Do your kegs come with star charts or not? Because I don't. <laughs> yeah, some of them do. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's like the golden ticket. You know? <laughs> what kind of yeast do you use in the industrial IPA? Are you uh, uh, most of our ales we use Chico? Okay, very nice. Yeah, ni- nice and easy, simple. Yeah, uh, easy to work with, and and uh, gives a nice, uh, nice not not negligent but uh, clean uh, ester profile. And very, okay, very easy to work with. What do you use for the loggers? Oh, I can't tell you that. No, that was a secret. <laughs> Chico. That's a, yeah, Chico. Chico. Yeah, yeah. Chico. No, uh, but we cold. Use, uh, yeah. Actually, we use uh, the, uh, the Pilsen. Uh, I think it's uh, we use White Labs for most of our stuff. And okay. It's like they have an 800 Pilsen. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. It's pretty pretty clean. Yeah. How so about Recessionator? Now, this is in your seasonal and, and limited release lineup here. This, this beer looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one we did. A number of years ago, when we were in the heart of the recession, and uh, you know the Germans have a saying about a good double bock. You don't know the strength of a good double bock till you try to get up from the bar. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're yeah. like, you know what? We need that in a recession because you, you know you just want to go somewhere, and all of a sudden you kind of forget what you're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know what, what happened to you. So so we did this 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 you know, dark lager, and it was kind of like the nut brown lager on steroids. We just just up the caramel malt, the 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 uh, the caramunic and just used all dark Munich malts and just made this a nice, big, chewy, rum, raisiny, rich thing, and then just finished it nice and dry with this same uh, Czech lager yeast. But you did and, some English in there, too. Like, I'm looking at Vienna yeah, yeah, and Maris right. A little bit of Maris Otter yeah. and uh, some Fuggles um, for for the hopping component. Uh, we just, hmm. You know, we don't really do anything true to style. We just take everything and tweak it a little bit. Just yeah. So it's got some different structure to it, and... Um, yeah, thanks for reminding me. I forgot we used Maris Otter and the Recessionator. So it, it, it's just got this really nice richness to it, and and but it still finishes nice and bone dry on the palate. And you don't get a lot of fresh double box in, right. in the United States, you know. And you know, a lot of times you get them from Europe, and again, they've just 
you know, I don't know how long they've been sitting around. Right. <laughs> you know? it's and they just, it just doesn't taste right. You know, and that's something I got inspired by in, in Germany was having some of these just like, whoa, this is a whole different program than I was used to. If you know? the picture of this beer on your website. Yeah, that's is, the beer, too. It is literally, we... it is one of the most appetizing oh, wow. beers <laughs> I've ever seen a photo of in my life. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing fancy yeah. behind it. It is not in a field of lilies. No, it's just in a pint glass. It's in yeah. a pint glass with a white background. But the beer itself looks <laughs> yeah. like you had to have Photoshopped you want this beer. Some. It looks nope. amazing. Well, yeah. It looks like a 15 and a half ounce glass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No. What's with all the no, headbands? No, yeah. he, did, he, did he did a spectacular job with the lighting on that. And oh. just, it's you know, All those beers. That, that looks like the beer. Yeah. Lighting glass <laughs> is so it's hard, great. and lighting beer is even harder. It's tough. Yeah. Taking I, a yeah. picture of beer is really just, hard yeah. to get it's the head right. right. Yeah. So one of my co-hosts, Doc, here, uh, the Doppelbox, one of his uh, favorite styles to yeah. brew, and partly Doc, mm-hmm. probably because of like what Kelly's saying, we don't really get fresh ones here. No. Um, yeah. You do a decoction uh, sometimes when you do yours. Always. You always do a decoction. Yeah. yeah. Double or triple depends on yeah. what I'm doing. Depends on who's yeah, there well, you know, she'll probably <laughs> kick my butt on that. But you know, because we don't, we just have an infusion system. But you know, I try to use uh, most of the malts I use in that 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 are really putting the character forward. I'm getting from Wireman, you know, and and they their malts are spectacular. They are, and, and I think you know you can do a really nice double bock, and then you know, again, I'm throwing in. The, the Marisaders and, and some different kinds of uh, hops to, to to change the character of it a little bit. I'm not trying to do anything true to style. Okay. But but what I want is really nice German malt influenced, uh, dark, kind of rummy, toasty lager mm-hmm. that's clean and smooth and you know it's just. It's, it's great. It's a tasty beer. So. I love the idea of some Marisada in there, Doc. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I, it seems to fit, even though it's you know typically English. Are, are you using the same base malt for both all your the lagers and the ales? Is that why you kind of use some English pale malts to kind of build the body? No, uh, no, no, okay. no, no, <laughs> no. Nah. I'm, you know um, our our IPA, which is a Nelson Salvin hopped. Uh, IPA. We're using Golden Promise from Scotland. Um, really, you know, really nice, bright, fragrant, floral thing. Um, a lot of our, a lot of our ales that we're doing are pale ale. Uh, what else? The, I think the industrial we're using Golden Promise too, but we're, all, we're using a lot of RAR, a lot of RAR Turo. Um, our, most of our lagers are a base of the Weirman Bohemian Pilsner. Which has got a little bit more kind of a, a malt forward character to it than your standard pilsner mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. You know, we've tried using best pills and even regular Weirman pills, and they just come out too too clean. You know, you want to mm-hmm. we want to have a little mm-hmm. bit more malt, malt forward character to them, but we, we we change it up. You know, I think the base malt, of course, is the kind of the cornerstone of the beer, and and it makes a tremendous difference what that base malt is. Hey, you guys' so, size, that's a lot of base malts to be juggling. Do you have a bunch of small silos, or is it all stacked? Well, we, no, our, our, our main silo, because you know, most of the Heartland Brewery Group uses the, the RAR, the RAR two-row, because they want to use American base malts. Um, but we do juggle a lot of base malts. But our brew size is, uh, our brew length is 30 barrels. So the nice thing is we can order hmm. pallets of malt. 
you know, a two thousand pound pallet was was about right for for a. Uh, so you're touching a lot of sacks. Bags. A lot you of know. sacks. Yeah. Was that? You're touching a lot of sacks. Yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. do it. <laughs> right. I love that you're uh, you're taking a lot of classic styles and kind of sticking to it, but adding your own touch into it in in most of the cases. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, because yeah, I mean, it's, we want to, we want to, you know, there's there's a lot of breweries that are doing, and I don't I don't fault this. It's just not my thing. They're just trying to like create new styles. Yeah. Just, oh, I'm just gonna do this thing and just and and they wind up tasting a lot like, you know, tasting a lot like. The homebrews home that just don't quite work. There's homebrews that work, and I judge a lot of homebrew competitions. There's homebrews that work, yeah, and there's yeah. homebrews that don't. And yep. the ones that don't, there's, there's competing flavors. Is what happens is it winds up not being a a finished product. It winds up being a product that is still kind of an R and D phase. Yeah, and and so what we like doing is kind of taking an a style idea and. And what is it about that style that we like? And taking that and then saying, okay, let's just not use these standard ingredients for that style and just kind of mix it up a little bit. So we'll do, you know, uh, a double bock with a little bit of an English ale influence, and we'll do a a, uh, a pilsner, but with a a non oh forgive me, but a, a non noble hop. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Why does everybody do a pilsner with a noble hop? It's annoying. <laughs> you know, I just want something like, else. You know how many hops there are out there in the world? <laughs> yeah, but on the <laughs> east coast we love, or the west coast we love it because uh, we don't get you know much of that. I'm, I'm sure over there you guys get a ton of that stuff, but over here it's rare to get good pilsners. To get a pilsner with a noble hop, everyone oh, over really? here, yeah, everyone over here <laughs> so is I, doing like I can't, I can't IPLs get away from me. Stop it! I don't like know. That. I don't like saws. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drool over it right now. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! Finally, we're by Pebo Pills from uh, uh, Firestone Walker. If you've never had it, it's a yeah. good classic <laughs> representation of a German pills, and yeah. it's been so long since we've had anything like that because uh, everyone yeah, wants to put point. their own spin on it, or they don't yeah. use the right yeast or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. This is a great rule of thumb Kelly brings up. No competing flavors. This is why I don't get down generally with the uh, the sour porters and stouts. as They can be well done for what they are, but you're yeah. ultimately trying to make something work that doesn't. Yeah. Sour yeah. and roasty, they compete. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and it's interesting you mentioned the sours because sour and bitter you know, too. We, we're doing some sours now, and what we... we you know, I, I've tried a lot of sours over the years, and I, I like sour, sour beers, and they they need structure behind them. And and there's so many sours in the market that just are sour, and that's it. Yeah, there's nothing behind it. Might as well be sucking on a Jolly Rancher or something. You know, and it just there's it just to me it's uninteresting. It's like yeah, great. So you sour to beer, super. Now <laughs> can you lend can you lend structure to it? Can you give it some depth? Can you give it that extra turn? And that's what we're looking for. And every one of our beers is that extra turn. What what extra is in there? So our Pilsner, we use the Weirman Bohemian uh, Pilsner malt for a little bit more malt structure. And then we use a Sterling hop. And the Sterling hop's got a little bit of fruitiness, a little bit of that, that Czech sauce spiciness. But, it, but, it's, but it's kind of a, a structured, layered thing. And it always gives gives people a turn they're like what is what is that yeah and that's what we're looking for is just that one extra turn because that is the subtlety that makes it interesting 
and 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 a lot of those sours, and I love going to the GABF and just seeing those lines at the sours, you know. And I can I can go, you know, if I'm working there, I can go behind the line and get a, <laughs> get a beer, you know, skip that. But um, yeah. it's just it's always like, well, yeah, great. <laughs> that's that's not interesting to me. I I agree. <laughs> you know? They they can just be a, a offensive and and one sided. Yeah. Just one sided. You know, yeah. this one sided is boring, and and the fact that there's a line makes it offensive to me. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel the same about IPAs. Yeah. yeah. Well, was, yeah. You, you yeah. mentioned uh, Sterling, and it's one of my favorite hops. It's it's close to a sas, but it's not as spicy and in your face yeah it's not as sharp yeah it's not as in your face it's got a little bit more structure to it right and really the, the fruitiness of it lends itself more to to malt you know the sauce kind of pulls away from the malt a little yeah. bit yeah uh, but but the the fruitiness of the the sterling kind of blends it into the malt so you get this transition on your palate which i think is really really interesting it's it's a nice transition uh yeah uh hop to go to you want if you like size but it, it does. It, it's sharp. It's going to accentuate the hops more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where the Sterling has a lot of the kind of characteristics of the of the sauce, but it's got softer. It's, it's softer. It's got the. Yeah. It's got something that's going to bring more maltiness to it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. But exactly. it's it's kind of like two cousins that look similar. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and, and they still get married. You're not really right. stepping out. Yeah. And you're not, not, you're not gonna end no, up you doing... just want to slap one of them and take yeah. it. <laughs> and take yeah, away. I got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you, you, are, you understand Doc better than we do. I think you found a handler for a whiff to go to New York. Well, Pilsner Brewers, put that in your tool belt then, Homebrewers. Try out that hop. Figuratively. It's very Close yeah, to yeah. to where you're not doing what uh, JP was saying, uh, where you're going to experiment way out there, homebrew style, and not and uh, uh, what Kelly was saying, you got this thing that isn't quite there. Okay. You stepped out a little bit too far, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't blend yeah. really yeah. well. Right. So when you're just doing that, it's, and Sterling's are really good but, cross. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You know, when I was I was homebrewing, I, I remember one of my one of my best friends uh, many years ago. We were homebrewing together, and I, I took we were. We were Cooking up a batch of uh, porter on the on the counter in my mom's house, and I just took I look over and I see a big chunk of chocolate cake sitting there. I just threw it into the freaking boil. <laughs> <laughs> Why like, not? Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw that in there. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know. We'll see what happens." <laughs> and it was a lager. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like, well, I don't know. I guess it tasted kind of like chocolate cake, and it's a porter, so it always it was already chocolate cake. Didn't, but didn't hurt. Just, right. You know, just the, you know, pills just looked out of his eyes, and he still brings that up every time I see him. He's like, "I can't believe you went from chocolate cake yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to this." Do you think that that the just the the fact that you have people that are buying your beer. Does that help you kind of dial in recipes and make them a little cleaner or kind of focus the flavors? Where as a home brewer, we don't really have that. So, you know, maybe we brew once every other month. So we brew this porter and we go, this is fine. It's 80% there, but I don't have time to brew it again and focus it down because I only get one more batch of beer before my kid is born or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, uh, when, it, when I started home brewing, I was in a fraternity in college, so I in the fraternity was not able to buy beer with chapter funds. Um, it was shameful. It was a thing. Was it yeah, well, they were, and then past? there was like this lawsuit. <laughs> okay. Somebody, you know, not our 
chapter, but the national chapter. So they said, okay, you can't brew beer with chapter funds. So I was the treasurer of the chapter at the time. So I said, well, how about if we just make uh, home brews? (laughs) We can buy malts and hops on chapter funds. And uh, it was like, well, I guess we can do that. So <laughs> they were so like, I, "You, sir, are a genius." <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. So we Brother had a Kelly. day where we would all get together and I, we in the fraternity house, and we would we'd have about eight different homebrews going at the same time, and I'd run around and tell everybody what to do, and we'd all we'd all make different <laughs> different beers, and then. Uh, and then about a month later, we'd have a party and drink them all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I got to do an enormous amount of home brewing That's and experimentation cool. and variation. Okay, you're going to use this hop. You're going to use this hop. You're going to use this yeast. You're going to use this yeast. You're going to change this paste malt. So every time I did it, I was just changing variables left and right and marking all the kegs. And so I, I learned a tremendous amount about – what the different hops do at different editions, hmm. uh, you know what what the different yeasts do at different temperatures, and just all these different things. It was it was really a, kind of a ridiculous yeah. R&D. That's thing. A great for, with your minions and everything. That's fantastic. The, no, the chapters minions, dime. You know, and a lot of those guys are professional brewers now, which is funny. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's even better. And all the yeah. beer got drank. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and all the beer got. Well, the problem with that was though is they were all drinking, used to drinking Natty Light. You know, so we'd go and make the thing, and then we'd go do the party, and half the guys would be passed out by eight o'clock. <laughs> there you go. Then all so the like, sororities what, what that? are I'm like, you. well, seven percent alcohol. It's like twice what you're used to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what else Sorry. are you putting in there? You roofied us, didn't you, Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear, man, it was just high alcohol yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You taped yourself. Only it, to the it, it ended with the pass out. There was no other like funny, <laughs> funny story with the uh, right. guy with the Greek name. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> Just a pa- everyone asleep with their shoes on. It's yeah. a pass yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, and some cat named Stavros is walking around going perfect. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Uh, just before we run out of time, and I do, I do want to talk about Beer Week uh, also. So quickly, I'm just. I see that you also have a wit, and we don't yep. see good wits around too often in craft beer either. So I wanted just to give you a chance to talk about that one. That looks like a great beer as well. Yeah, that's a beer we do during, during the summertime, and we we name it after a region and. In Brooklyn, a neighborhood in Brooklyn called uh, Carroll Gardens. Okay. So we call, call it the Carroll Garden Wit um, nice. and kind of spell it like Ho Garden and kind of play off that whole thing. But um, <clears throat> that's a real uh, lemon peel forward, light chamomile uh, wit. You know, we try to dial back the orange peel a little bit and make it more of a lemony thing. Okay. And just and just use a really nice uh, wit beer yeast and now a I lot see, of un, I see unmalted put, wheat. I see you put ginger in it, too. Yeah, a little bit of ginger. Is that um, common for a, a wit, uh, or is that? Yeah, well, I mean that's, it can that's be. in there. Yeah, that's, it, it can you know, be. Uh, yeah. it, can, it can over ginger can overpower big time. Yeah, so. no, it's a, yeah, and we 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 put that in there just to kind of play off a, a little the chamomile because the chamomile gets a real almost a alkaline kind of flavor to it. Yeah, you know, very very kind it, of. It's a signature, definitely. The yeah, yeah. So you put the the more chamomile put in you put in there, the more ginger you can put in there. Okay. And the more ginger you put in there, the more snap you get. So we try to play the chamomile and the ginger off each other and then mask them with a lemon. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I it back down with a lemon. You know, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing that's a pretty popular beer out there for you. Yeah, it goes pretty well, and we yeah. well we and we we back that up with our uh, our saison, 
which was um, Sonia and my wedding beer. We did a, we called it the Matrimony Ale when okay. we first brewed it over 10 years ago. And um, that was loosely based on the Fantôme Saison. Good so, and the Phantom has got that has got a really earthy kind of dirty barnyardy funkiness to it, with a hint of strawberries, which is <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. After all, yeah. so, so so we have that on right about the same time we have the wit on. So we have kind of one funky Belgian, you know, farmyard barnyard thing, and then and then a wit, which is really nice. You know, so we kind of play them off each other. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right. I know it's getting late there. Uh, New York City Beer Week starting up. Uh, yeah, starting up Friday. There's all kinds of good stuff happening. Where can people go for info on that? Uh, well, nycbeerweek.com. Okay. Um, is the website I'm trying to keep running, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't keep crashing, but uh, you know, we have we have all kinds of good stuff this year. This year, uh, we're doing uh, an event on Friday night called the uh, Opening Tap, where we have. Uh, 50 places from around the city, each one with a unique beer uh, that is only available that night. Wow. Uh, so a lot of stuff from their cellars, stuff that breweries have from their basements and that kind of thing. So we have a, basically a map of places that are just tapping a beer at 7 o'clock Friday night. Come That's a great idea. And drive people out into the city. Uh, the New York City Brewers Guild, which I'm president of, brewed each brewery brewed a special beer. Uh, we... Our collaboration basically is like Iron Chef. So we picked three different malts and three different hops from the state of New York, all uh, New York-grown products malted in New York, and um, three different malts, three different hops, and, and we all brewed a different beer with those. And we could brew whatever beer we wanted, whatever yeast we wanted to do, no other ingredients. Just three malts, three hops, random yeast. Some guys did some sours. Some guys did... So, uh, some Vienna lagers. Some guys did double rye, uh, double rye IPAs. Bada bing. So, yeah, we did. We did a uh, pale ale malt, a Vienna malt, and a uh, amber rye was the three malts. And then we used mm. New York State Chinooks, Cascades, and Willamettes. So the interesting thing is, is, as opposed to your normal collaboration, which everybody. I don't really know how those work necessarily. They, co- they, co- they collaborate. <laughs> they they sit around and drink beer and say, "Yeah, we should do this beer." Well, what we did is we we did an online poll uh, within the Brewers Guild. Every we picked out of twenty different available malts from the state of New York and and fifteen different hops. We picked three of each and it said, "Okay, let's just brew." Everybody order your grains and everybody brew uh, whatever beer you want to do. And we have a cup a couple rye pale ales we have a couple of california commons but uh i guarantee you they're all going to be different products and and there's one event during the week that you can go and try it and that'll be a brewer's choice which is on tuesday the 24th that's kind of a, a vip beer session um next door to our brewery okay and should be about 700 people at that so there's a lot, of, a lot of really interesting things the rupert's cup is coming up um this is the uh people's choice for favorite brewery during new york city beer week so any brewery that's competing from anywhere around the country can come in and compete for this trophy and we we took a five gallon beer keg chopped the top off took the stem out welded a handle on the side and made a five gallon stainless steel stein kind of like the <laughs> kind, 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 awesome. of, kind of like the stanley cup we yeah could, we could etch the name of the winner on the front and stuff nice. and people can go online and vote 
hey, I, I really like stone, or hey, I really like this, or I like that. And and um, if if they've registered with me, with me, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. that they're participating in New York City Beer Week, they have to do something interesting in New York City during New York City Beer Week. I'll put their name on the ballot. Anybody can vote, and um, all the proceeds. There's it's five dollars per vote. Okay, uh, it's a little convoluted. I got to come up with a shorter. <laughs> well, but uh, five dollars. But all the proceeds go to City Harvest, which uh, helps fight hunger in New York City. So for every one dollar that is is voted uh, is pledged, you can feed four people for a day in New York City. So, wow. so you know we're, we're we've already got a thousand dollars in sponsorship. So we've already fed. Uh, twenty-five people, I think, for the month. Okay, that's fantastic. So, so you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, and then another kind of frivolous thing that we're doing. But <laughs> that's what New York. That's what that's what craft beer does. They 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 get out and they do kind of silly, frivolous stuff, promote their products, and get money to charity and have fun doing it and show the artistry and the craft and the integrity that are in the community. And that's that's what we're trying to do with the Rupert's Cup thing. And that's what we're trying to really bring to New York City Beer Week is just to show, hey, this, it's more than just about going out and drinking high IBU something, something, something. We want to have fun with it, and we want to do good with it. So I love it. That's, that's what we're trying to do this year. A great use of craft beer and your time. Yeah. So is it, uh, just once again, it's nycbeerweek.com? NYCBeerWeek.com. Yep. Okay. Everyone can go there and get details on how to vote and, and all the different events. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great breweries participating this year and a lot of great events. And and uh, as of Friday night, my mind's going to sign out. And I'm going to be on autopilot, I hope. <laughs> I, I hope you get to do that. In, in, in Y Sleep Week, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, a new yeah, thing. Exactly right. Re- leading up to St. Patrick's Day. You, can, you can license it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll license the name. Don't worry. I feel like yeah. just to show my support, I'm going to do SF Sleep Week and NY uh, Sleep Week. Yeah, I'll join you. <laughs> just, yeah. just to show, you know. We just go U.S. Sleep Week. <laughs> <laughs> sleep week. Yeah. Just take a nap. Yeah, we're going to do it all. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Well, uh, Kelly, thanks so much for being on the program. It was my and, pleasure. Thank you for having me. I also know that you tried your damnedest to get beer to us today. And yeah, Sarah messed it up. <laughs> no, I don't no. think you messed it up. I think our great... No, Sarah. Sarah, I, not me. Oh, <laughs> so, well then, by all means. All right. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that I, I, we appreciate that very much, and I'm looking forward to trying it. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it on next week's show, we're going to share it with the guys when it comes in. Okay, so, thank you. Yeah, yeah, let me, thanks let me know for... what you think. If you like it, let me know what you think. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't fuck them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, Kelly Taylor, All ladies right. and gentlemen, he's with Kelso Beer Company out of Brooklyn. You can go to kelsobeer.com right now and look up the beers that we talked about. And you can go to nycbeerweek.com to look up a Beer Week. Kelly, thanks so much, brother. Hey, thank, thank you very much, guys. Thank right, you. Take care. There you go. Wow. Kelly. A rare round of applause yeah. from the peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's late for poor Kelly out there in, uh, in Brooklyn, and he stuck with us and uh, tried to get his beer, too. So uh, that's very cool to have him on there. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, he might have uh, inadvertently named uh, if Jay Goodwin ever writes a book. Um, <laughs> so you soured a beer. Super. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great time. I mean, you know, if Dick Cantwell can write, so you want to start a brewery. Or no, I'm sorry, Tony McGee. So you, <laughs> you, yeah. so you sour so to beer. Yeah. Super. <laughs> Absolutely. Then what? On purpose. Uh.
All right, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we got some beer news. Um, plus, we're playing a little Find the Fake tonight. Yes, we are. Some real news uh, and some fake news. Some real news and some fake news. All right, so we're going to take a, a quick break here for just a couple minutes. When we come back, we'll do some beer news. Plus, we've got our SF Beer Week lowdown that Moscow went out on the town and put together for us. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Limited time only. Enter promo code BNARMY during January and February for 10% off any Monster Mill. Don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. <laughs> Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Remember, during January and February, for 10% off any mill, enter promo code BNARMY. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. 
Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-size brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The Brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Home. Brewing.org. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. And thanks to Kelly from Kelso Beer Company over there in Brooklyn. Uh, great guest. It was a lot of fun to talk to him uh, about the New York beer scene. And you can go over to uh, KelsoBeer.com and um, check them out right now. So, yeah. uh, Hey, Tasty made it back in. Yeah, I'm back in the house. Hey, Tasty, were you up at Russian River uh, Yeah, I had to today? go up there and uh, check out the... Uh Janice Brown Hill. Janice Brown? Was it put on tap for the first time today? No, no, it was on tap like a week ago uh, Friday. Oh. I just, because of beer week, I didn't get a chance to get up there. Got it. So I assembled the brew crew together. We went up there and uh, checked it out. Okay. Which, Excellent. Uh, Adam, are you pleased? Oh, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's as good as uh, any other year. Maybe better. Than, Beautiful. Yeah. I like to hear that. Wonderful. Okay. Want some? Uh, yes. yes. Oh, you brought well, some? Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now i got to chug a beer. Well, whatever. You're going to jazz brown, right? It's here. We still got a break, too, so I'll, I don't want to have to pound a beer, but uh, I definitely want to try some. Great. All right. And uh, there's going to be some delivered here uh, later in the week, or Wednesday, it sounds like. Perfect. Uh, well, Tasty, now that you've mentioned that, rumor has it we're going to have, like, Tasty Night. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, it's coming together, it looks like. Because we've got more than just that collaboration. You have several commercial yeah, I got collabs. The, uh, the one with uh, Heretic and uh, Mitch Steele, the uh, Evil, Evil Three. Okay. And then uh, the one with Faction, the uh, Vapor. Vapor. Oh, I like that beer. Yeah, a yeah lot. we'll get them all here. We'll do a Tasty Thursday. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. No, I'm kind of feeling like it should be a Tasty Friday, Tasty. Oh, we could do a Friday. Uh, we're in the high price girls. In why that. not? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. We're going to have three or four of your beers on. I think it'll be cool. And you're uh, good to meet me. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we wait a little bit longer, there, I have another one that it's not ready yet. So, or is it? Well, whatever. We might be waiting a little bit longer. I heard about oh. that, too. You might have to just give Kevin an update on the other one. And if it's not too long and you feel like the Janets and the Evil Three are going to hold up fine, oh, those are great. I'd hold, love oh, to yeah. have all four on at once. No, the Janets would be better in ten weeks from now. So Janice. I'm thinking we ought to wait for the fourth, you know? If you guys a place that could keep it now, when that guy from Russian River shows up on the truck, make yeah. sure it goes into cold. Oh storage. yeah, don't, don't worry, that's gonna that's they're, going in the cold. They're box. Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Right? Remember that <laughs> straight to the cold box. They'll be looking around like where you put the beer and stuff like. that. Well, now that we cleaned out the uh, cold box during beer week, we got we got oh, space for yes, you. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was gnarly. We had so much. We had beer bursting at the seams uh, for all our events. So now we got room for you. Was that your biggest week ever? 
Uh, As a total of a week, yes. I I mean, we've had some bigger days for Uh certain, but it must have been our big. I haven't. I I mean, I attended three great events here, but yeah, it was busy. Still not our biggest opening week. Probably was opening week, but by quite a bit actually. Oh, okay, okay. that's good enough. Yeah, we had a good a good opening. Well, maybe we can blow it up with this tasty thing. There we go. Three beers. Try to build it up. It just goes to show you, by the way, what our staff must have been dealing with on that first week because it was it was quite a bit (laughs) more revenue than than beer week, and it was so busy here every night. Beer week, where, yeah. where was everybody standing opening week? I don't even remember. And yeah. they were learning how to do everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 clearly doing it well because yeah. uh, our Yelp reviews are pretty good. For usually, like it's that opening week that sort of kills you for a long time because your Yelp has to average out again from all your shitty three stars from the first week. Our staff killed it. Hey, three out of five so, is seventy percent. That's a C, dude. Don't it's worry a C. about it. Uh, yeah. We had math, an A. Yeah, but it got me your through high not school. Very it's good. Fun. <laughs> it's not. No. What's three yeah. out of five? Seventy-five percent. <laughs> That's no, a high it's C. 60%. Oh, that's a is low it, C. When did the fuck did that happen? <laughs> or a high D. You must got a, a B minus a 50% on your math. I did, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you that's know? It should work that way. You, you, get, you get 60% right and you fail? That doesn't make any sense. That's right. a fail. Listen, Scott, you're an un, what are you, the underachiever now? No you get more than half the stuff right and you fail? What is that? <laughs> Slightly more than half the stuff. <laughs> get all the stuff right. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, you guys want to do some beer news? Yeah. Yes. I only have half the stories this week. <laughs> All right, let's do beer news. Beer news is brought to you by Adventures in Homebrewing. Yes, and if you want to take an adventure on a carnival ship, uh, wait until the next one that they're building now. Vista uh, hits the uh, open seas because it will have a pub with an onboard brewery. Really? Yeah, this is cool. The first brewery on a ship? Uh, No, actually. The first one for a United States uh, cruise liner. There's one out of, uh, where is it? In uh, Germany. Germany. Of course it's Germany. (laughs) Ida Cruises, and and, uh, yeah, they got a brewery on a ship. But uh, it's only the second one ever and the first one for the U.S. of A. Okay. Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be the largest cruise ship to date for Carnival. It's under construction now in Italy. Four thousand passenger vessel. It's going to be called the Red Frog Pub. Plans to serve three house brewed beers. The brewery will be a, a showpiece there in the brew pub behind glass, just like ones here on Terra Firma. They're building a grist mill on a lower deck to process the grain, so it'll all be done on board. Wow. Uh, Carnival has not said if it's partnering with, with an existing brewer to operate the brewery, uh, but they did say the brewery will have its own dedicated brewmaster. I'm not sure if they've hired for that position yet, but that could be a damn cool gig. I'm thinking somebody. if you're a single brewer, yeah. that's got to be the best brew gig in America. Right? Yeah. yeah, or you just want to get away from right. your wife. Or you need a vacation <laughs> if you don't, from your family. If you're married and yeah. don't like your family. Oh, hey, yeah. you think Doc would want to become a professional brewer? <laughs> this Doc is tailor-made. He's looking the... for a break. Yeah. Oh, you imagine He the... could be the dentist and the brewer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I need a four thousand people. Somebody's going to have a dental issue. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I need a root canal. Oh wait, for I need a. I'm double decocting right, right now. Give me twenty four yeah. hours. The sparge is almost done. Yeah. yeah. I love this idea of a brewery on the ship. It yeah, just might just make thinking, yeah. make me take a cruise. Yeah. Uh, they're going to launch um, in twenty sixteen, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be operating out of Florida. So it'll be a lot of sort of oh. Caribbean cruises, I'm sure, and, oh, and yeah, some transatlantic stuff. Yeah. The now another cool it little just circles Cuba. That's all it does. It's around and around. You don't know where they're going. You trust them. They're going somewhere. Yeah, you have no idea. Going to circle. Yeah, they tell you. get off. They tell you where you're at. You don't know. Yeah, you you know, never. I mean, it's a, it looks the same. The other side of Florida. Wherever it is, there's always brown people. You know that. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I don't know. It's Puerto Rico, I guess. That's right. what they said. Yeah. We started in Florida, though. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, boy, give me a drink. Uh, actually, I'm a guest here. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Sorry, my fault. Another cool bell and whistle. The the beer will be available, obviously, at, at the bar there, but also through table. Uh, tabletop taps 
that allow people to pour their own beer at the table. That is good wow. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> this is my slow <laughs> clap for <laughs> that. I love it. You see people pour their own beer that don't know how to pour beer? Oh, it's, it's, it's uh, a mess. Bad. It's so sad. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the throttling of the handle well, yeah, yeah, and stuah yeah. oh, yeah, right. going foamy so well. <laughs> right. Throttle it, so it's not so foamy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I like this. I've heard of these systems before where the tap just oh, sort yeah. of knows yeah, what you've uh, poured. I, I don't know if those details are in there, but that's how they give you your bill at the end, because how else are you going to know how many beers you have? Yeah, I didn't think about it. It didn't say. Yeah, I've heard. Much, of, yeah. I've read about them before, and I think essentially it's a, some sort of a flow meter, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I why. think you just push a button and it goes. Uh, okay, you know, okay. I don't think you're... Because, yes, you're right. I mean, watching, uh, watching plebes pour... Pour beer for themselves, like it's too fast. I got to slow it down. Yeah, which, by the way, I, I don't know why. If we're honest, we all were in that boat one day. I was yeah. never oh, that way. Nope. No, I understand you got fluid lucky. dynamics. Yeah, then you that first of I'm all, that is smart. bullshit. I'm yeah. smart. Uh, yeah, I, oh, I was four years of college, tapped a bunch of kegs. I had no idea how to pour a beer. Yeah, no, of course yeah. not. I didn't, didn't learn to know was crafty. Same with not knowing to you know in college, you, you, we all went and got the hand pump, and yeah, and when the beer, the beer was bad the next day, we thought it was because we let it warm up yeah. or whatever. Right. And it turns out it's because we pumped oxygen in it all right. night. Uh, yeah, that's there's a business in that, by the way. Uh, someone go to colleges and go listen, oh. listen, kids. This no is kidding. all you got to do. Sure. Just bring them the say, forget the hand pump, and you can still drink the keg tomorrow. And oh, or here's what you say: I'll take half the good beer. You get the other half. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's even easier. Yeah. You're only going to drink half anyway, yeah. guys. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I love this idea of a brewery on a boat. It, it's yeah, cool, and it signals, I, I think, maybe a, a sea change, pardon the pun, for the uh, cruise industry as it pertains to craft beer. This announcement from Carnival comes just six months after uh, they announced a partnership with Cigar City to serve its beers on 13 ships sailing out of Tampa and, and nice. other Florida ports. So it, I think it's part of an effort to bring more local craft beers onto ships, and it's included uh, Maui Brewing Company and Abita Brewing Company. And uh, so now yeah. you have uh, some beer options on a cruise. You know, I went on a cruise years ago. It was before the BN, and the only and but I still I, I loved craft beer. It's all I drank at the time. Yeah. All I could get on this particular cruise was uh, Boddington's, love it, and Guinness. Oh, perfect! Um, which you know sounds awesome. It'll do for it about fourteen dollars a can. Oh, that doesn't no. sound awesome. Um, That's not awesome. Justin. It did do in a pinch, except for the fourteen dollars a can. Like mid cruise, uh, I went with my folks at the time, and we had to have a talk. <laughs> they were like. <laughs> Listen, Justin, uh, <laughs> this $14 a drink thing, this isn't working you out for us. You keep charging it to the room, room. It's real money. Yeah. Yeah. Still Meanwhile, real money. they're having like Jack and Cokes for $14. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it, well, they were paying, so God bless them. <laughs> right. uh, anyhow, so I like this move toward more craft beer on the right. ship. Cut your ass Are off. they just going to yeah. make goes? Or what are they going to do for uh, water? <laughs> yeah, it's just all goes. It'd be perfect. Yeah. The or perfect, like, like bright tanks. Like, how do you right. even, I don't know, logistically to me, like, doesn't. Uh, flocculation well, can... might be an issue that the deest will constantly be getting stirred up. That's what I thought too. But then, yeah. then the only the only I've never been on a cruise because oh, yeah. I don't like the open water. I like to see the land and be able to reach it, like mm-hmm. physically touch it. So you go ankle deep. Is what <laughs> yeah, right, so exactly. I, go, I can't. Yeah. I got to dive back. Leave in case. the dock. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing I know from like ships is like freighter ships where they're in a big sea and the, everything's rocking back and forth. I imagine uh, Carnival Cruise Lines have like stabilizers or something. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. There's a little bit of mm. movement. It, most of the time, you barely feel it. Now, if there's rough water, they, they're, they're going to feel it, too. So, yeah, there may be times. 
Hmm. I don't know that the yeast. Uh, I guess if they're in bright tanks and you're trying to get that stuff to settle, but it's it's generally pretty calm. Back to the water, though. These ships are amazing. Yeah. Like they have their onboard desalinization plants. Yes, oh. I mean so they're they're probably just going to end up with RO and then build it back however they want it. I think they'd okay. be fine water wise. Yeah, they're amazing systems. Uh, My dad yeah. looked into getting one just on a, a his personal boat, and they're expensive, but they. I mean, there's no difference between that and the crystal clear water coming out of your yeah. tap. Yeah, it would be kind of interesting to do an open ferment in the middle of the Atlantic, <laughs> see if you could even catch anything. That Didn't be, the yeah. brew dogs do that? <laughs> they must extreme brew dogs. They could brew, sink the boat, and then do that deep water brewing thing that the <laughs> yeah. brew dogs. Did. And then a hundred uh-huh. years, dig it back <laughs> up. Yeah, drink it. <laughs> Those guys are so insightful. Well, you know, uh, you could chill your wort with the uh, seawater. Yeah. And you can yeah. probably uh, control your fermentation temperature with it as well. That's true. Use the, it's usually use the ocean low, water. Right? Yeah. And a lot of the power actually comes from uh, burning garbage. On the, like they, they <laughs> have, I, I know it sounds bad, but they have they very do. efficient uh, power generators to burn garbage down to ash. So they'll probably burn the grain that um, way. So they can do the, do, do the grain as well. So it yeah. might be one of the most efficient breweries on the planet. Uh, I'll follow this story, and I'll see if I can uh, track down whoever does get that gig, if someone doesn't have it already, the Brewmaster gig, and maybe we can have them on the program at some point. Yeah, or we could we do should a remote them. from yeah. the, you know, we should <laughs> yeah. have to be on the cruise and yeah, maybe interview them yeah. that way. I'm going to need to let's, go let's on that. contact Cornwall about this. ABC, right. Scott, always be closing. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah. All right, what else? All right, here is a less feel-good story. Everyone envisioned the Red Bull logo. It's easy. Everyone can do it, right? Too bad for this. Um, yeah. So there's, there's an I old... Actually can't. Scott was drinking one at the beginning of the show. Oh, yes, I know. I had a Pavlovian reaction, and I had a Red Bull today yeah. for the first time in a long time. But there's a brewery called Old Ox in Ashburn, Virginia. They're not even a year old, uh, but Red Bull is a crying trademark foul. Now, I sent you a picture, Justin, a side-by-side. Old Ox's logo is a blue X and a black circle, and it says Old Ox Brewery. So it, it looks absolutely nothing alike, um, but... Old Ox, before it brewed its uh, first batch, about 10 months ago, they received a letter from Red Bull's attorneys objecting to the trademark application for their brewery name and logo, which at the time was a bull's face. They objected to the slogan the brewery was using as well, which was, No Bull Beer. So here's Graham Burns, Old Ox's CFO, his quote. He says, We felt it was a series of issues that could be taken care of on an informal basis. We're willing to do certain things. We've promised we won't make energy drinks. If there's a specific shade of uh, red they want us to stay away from, uh, we said let us know. But they didn't want us to just not use red. They didn't want us to use blue or silver. Every time we heard from them, it got more and more complicated. It became clear from the nature of the opposition that they opposed the name of the brewery altogether. Hmm. Red Bull's most recent filing said, an ox and a bull both fall within the same class of bovine animals and are virtually (laughs) indistinguishable to most consumers. In addition, an ox is a castrated bull. (laughs) Well, I will admit (laughs) that uh, if I were standing in a field and there was an ox and a bull, I wouldn't know the difference. You wouldn't wouldn't check for (laughs) If I was ball checking, I might know. If an ox and a bull tried to sell you a beer, (laughs) who would you buy from? I would not be able to distinguish. Right. So. Makes sense. In Red Bull's defense. <laughs> this is not the first time Red Bull has objected to a brewery's name and logo. Back in 2013, I can't remember if I reported this. I, do, I remember the story. D- yeah, did I? Red Bull challenged the trademark of England's Redwell Brewery, claiming it was likely consumers would confuse the names Redwell and Red Bull. 
Uh, that dispute was settled after Redwell promised not to make energy drinks, which here Old Ox has done that, but apparently it has not satisfied uh, Red Bull. Uh, the brewery says they unfortunately they expect it to drag on for a couple of years. Their council mm. has been saying it could go on and on. Which well, is the way the they nickel and dime the small yeah. the brewery, right. too. Wow. Well, this yeah. happened with the Monster Energy Drinks, too. There was a brewery in Vermont that had a beer called Vermonster. Yeah, and, and uh, as long as they, for one, it led to the very famous brewing network April Fool's joke. Where we sold out to Monster, yes, and yeah. two, uh, I think again is since that brewery uh, agreed to never make energy drinks, right. they were able to settle. Yep, I think. I think that's how it ended. Yeah. I feel like this is just solidifying that energy drinks are douchey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the only people that drink them are the people that should least be drinking them. Like Danny Bonaducci is just probably pounding like ten a day. Yes. Red Bull. Yeah. Like I said, Extreme. Scott had one right before the show. What's your problem, man? I don't even know what you're, what you're even talking about. Yeah. Well, if you have a, a large Large truck. It takes a lot of power to steer it and yeah. stuff, so. oh, or to get oh, in it, or energy. Right, right. That's a big step. Yeah. And then you have the big hat. Tuck your ears under. It's hard to do. And the brim of your hat being not very aerodynamic <laughs> and flat slows you down. Catches <laughs> a lot of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your belt buckle is usually real heavy. It's not an airfoil. That's for fucking sure. Y'all yeah. yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like I'm back in Livermore now. <laughs> Old Ox is fed up with the dispute, so they went to the court of public opinion last week. They they posted a snarky open letter on on its blog. Calling them a big red bully. So here's some here's just, just <laughs> I get it. Some snippets from the letter. Do you own the color red? What about fuchsia, scarlet, crimson, or mauve? I don't know. Is that a mauve? Mauve bull. I'm gonna open mauve bull. The C is silent. Mauve cow. Are you planting your flag in the color wheel and claiming those shades for Red Bull? Do you claim exclusive rights to all things bovine? Do you plan to herd all cows, yaks, buffalo, bison, and steer into your intellectual property corral, too? Yes. You say you are protecting your intellectual property rights, but your claim and our opinion is red bullshit. Haram! They've yet to receive a response. Property corral. Mm. Yeah. And one final story this week. A Scottish brewery called... It's so ironically named, I can't even... They're called Innis and Gun. Yeah. And you'll see why in a second. They've created a limited edition beer made with aphrodisiac ingredients to coincide with the release of Oscar contender Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay, it's already an Oscar, Oscar contender. contender? <laughs> well, yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. Uh, in- Innis, like Innis and Gun. Innis and Gun. Okay, I love that. To live up to its name, Fifty Shades of Green is blended with 50 different types of hops from around the world. Oh, 50, including Sriracha Ace and Pacific Jade, they say. Uh, likewise, the brew is infused with aphrodisiac ingredients, including ginseng, which is said to boost sexual desire, ginkgo biloba, uh, which has been shown to increase blood flow, and demania, which is a nerve stimulant. Does any alcoholic beverage need to uh, include aphrodisiacs? <laughs> I, know. I, feel I like mean, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> I, it's, I also, you know, uh, I just don't like the combination, and I feel like it, it sounds dangerous to me. I mean, we're already walking around with boners all it the time. It also sounds and now stupid. We, yeah, to, we? Yeah, yeah. You know, Beardy, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but some days I just want a boner made from love, you know? Oh, yeah. Not, Not from, from aphrodisiac or beer, beer and alcohol, but just straight love. Not from innocent guns? More like no. an, I, I would think it as more like an organic roofie where you'd give it to the chick. <laughs> well, this oh is the other problem I God. actually have with the beer. Exactly. The way, that's why I'm taking self defense. It, it should be more like the way it happens in nature, where the woman drinks the roofie. Exactly. And then it's you leave more, the bar. That, yeah. you know, like it happens in nature. Organically. Hey, guys, I just want to remind you that this is going out to the bar right, right. now. Yeah, well, they're all uh, drinking it too. I just want to remind you that this conversation is they're being recorded and will be forwarded to the authorities. All right, yeah. here's, here's the real kicker, guys. This performance in 
enhancing beer comes at a price, 30 pounds a bottle or $46 USD. That's for a Ooh. small bottle. Mm. Mm-hmm. It must be packed with roofy. It must be. That's the news uh, brought to you by at, uh, our, our friends at Adventures in Homebrewing. Uh, the BN Army gets a 10% discount off your order at Adventures in Homebrewing using the coupon code <laughs> IPA. That was a request from JP. Mm, IPA perfect. gets you 10% off homebrewing.org. There we go. And while yes. we're talking about aphrodisiacs... The only good use for IPA, by the way, yeah. is to save money. As a code to Thank save you. money. Uh, while we're uh, speaking of aphrodisiacs, don't forget you can go to Adam and Eve. Even though Valentine's Day is over... Uh, you it's know, maybe, never, ever over. And maybe you screwed up on your gift giving. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe you brought home like Maybe a, you brought it home week on Valentine's Day. And, and your significant other was like... Huh. huh. You bought you brought that, huh? That's it? That's what we went But you for. didn't go to Adam and Eve, did you? That's <laughs> right. So you can go there now. Go to adamandeve.com, and uh, you can get 50% off just about any item uh, by using coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. It's the BNARMY. Um, you get 50% off an item. You get... Um, so uh, some of that? Uh, what else do you get? Free uh, porn. Free yeah. porn. A lot of DVDs. A, a, a romance kit for free. A gift, we, can, a gift we cannot discuss. Romance kit has a toy for him and a toy for her, yeah. or a massager for her, actually. Uh, and then something you'll both enjoy, plus a free adult DVD, plus free shipping. Go to adamandeve.com, use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, and uh, that'll get you what you need. You know, a toy for him is a toy for her. <clears throat> That's yeah. what I said well, last show. Okay, well, no, yeah. he gets a Hot Wheels okay, let's and she gets a massage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always just over there playing with my Hot Wheels. Yeah. yeah. She gets a boyfriend. Just driving right. him yeah. around the bed. Yeah. Up her leg. <laughs> I got the truck this time. Let's go around the mountains uh, this time. <laughs> yeah. I got the dump truck. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. Uh, actually, not so quick, because in the middle, we got some great content for you. Moscow went out during SF Beer Week and uh, got you the lowdown from the gala and a couple other things. So he's going to report back to you after these words. Hang in there. Then we'll be back with Find the Fake. It's the session. See you in a minute. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit at the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com If you don't know Yeast Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man is available free to any brewer. 
Yeast Man is your direct link to White Lab's yeast production facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeast Man is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeast Man is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly into White Lab's production facility. Gonna brew? Yeast Man to the rescue. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. (sighs) Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. It's February 16th. Here we are. San Francisco Beer Week is over. It ended yesterday on the 15th. It started on the 6th, and it was 10 days of beer-fueled fun here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm going to take you through my week, which consisted mostly of events here at the Hop Grenade, because I'm really lame, and I mostly only like hanging around with people that I already know. So, no better way to kick off San Francisco Beer Week than in San Francisco, where I started on Thursday the 5th, the night before the festivities began at the opening gala. Got a little pregame action in at a dinner or supper hosted by Guinness. Four courses with four different beer pairings and lots of folks with Irish accents in the room. Really cool setting, really good food. A good time was had by all. What is it? It's like the, what do you call like the precursor event? Like the, the warm-up, the pregame. This is this is uh, San Francisco Beer Week pregaming at the Guinness Hooley Supper. It's a four-course beer pairing dinner hosted by Guinness featuring their uh, newest uh, offering, Blonde American Lager. And describe what you're eating right now. I'm eating, it's almost like a ceviche, but made in the style of a fish and chips. This is my girlfriend Alexa who was sitting to my left. I told you I only like to talk to people who I already know. So it's um, raw scallops with little crisps on top, which give it that crispy taste and texture with some tartar sauce and little bits and pieces of malt vinegar um, just to complement the flavor. It's absolutely delicious. It's pretty good. This is just the first of four. Then I can uh, hit the opening gala tomorrow night with a full stomach. And I was. Full, pretty much the entire next day from that meal. It was four courses of very rich food and a generous helping of beer with each. And uh, I woke up feeling it, and I'll leave it at that. Anyway, it was Friday the next day, and I met up with our lovely social media manager, Kim, a.k.a. Kim's Bay Brews. What better way to roll to opening gala than with a blonde woman on your arm? Or at least next to you. 
We got to the city a couple hours early and hit 21st Amendment, which, uh, for those of you not in the know, is just a couple of blocks away from AT&T Park. Also, they can their beer. We had a couple of the lightest offerings on the menu, which, speaking of blondes, was their blonde. So now it's Friday, about 3.51 p.m. Me and uh, Kim are here at 21st Amendment. Describe this fantastic beer in front of you. Uh, well, it's light, which is nice. It's thing we're pre-gaming before a beer fest uh, with over 82 breweries. Um, so the low ABV is very appealing. Malt are clean. Back to you, Scott. Yeah, it's not even that low. It's like 5-something. It's 5.1. Yeah. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Opening gala coming up in just a couple hours. Now, from here, Kim and I tried to get an Uber to take us up to Fort Mason, which was just a few miles north of 21st Amendment and where the opening gala was taking place. It was about 4.15 p.m. on a Friday afternoon, and we thought we allowed ourselves enough time to get up there in time for the 5 to 6 p.m. media hour, but no. The streets were gridlocked, the Uber drivers were busy, and we had to walk up past Market Street and like halfway to our destination before we finally caught an Uber. We got to the hall around 5.45 p.m., got in for the last 15 minutes of media hour, and of course went straight to the Russian River table where Pliny the Younger was being poured. Not because Kim and I are particularly enamored of Pliny the Younger, but, you know, we can say we did. Regretfully, the acoustics in the hall were just awful. It was very, very loud, predictably, and echoey, and the audio that I got there was not suitable for air, unfortunately. So suffice it to say that it was a big open hall. Everyone who's anyone in the beer world and the brewing world was represented there, either with their beer or just their presence. Very well organized, a fun event. I wish I had multiple stomachs and multiple livers so I could have tried more than I did. A cool touch that the organizers included was arcades. There was a pinball machine and a few old school arcades, a Street Fighter 2, Asteroids, a couple others. I definitely spent some time playing Street Fighter 2, mostly fighting with Ken. Forgot how fun that can be. Anyway, forgive me for not having audio. But I do have audio from the event I went to the next day, Saturday, which was the release party for Transatlantic Creek and La Folie, New Belgium Sours, baby. Uh, we are at the Good Hop Bottle Shop in Oakland at Lost in the Woods. Lost in the Woods is New Belgium's release party for Transatlantic Creek and 2015 La Folie. They're also pouring the NBB Love Leopold. because we're celebrating the 2015 release of our Transatlantic Creek. This is our fifth release of this beer that we've done. This is the first ever international collaboration that had ever even been attempted. And just between us and these walls... Oops. The first time we did it, it was completely illegal. And we were straight bootlegging Creek back from Belgium to blend with beer from our brewery to release. We've grown up with the brewery quite a bit. This is no longer a bootleg operation, something completely illegal that we do, and we actually do it within the, the letter of the law these days. But for the first year ever, we've done this collaboration with Oud Beer Cell in Belgium as well, and so this is Gert, and the brewmaster from Oud Beer Cell, and our brewmaster, Peter Bucher, as well, in Fort Collins, Colorado, giving a virtual toast to all of us here that are enjoying this beer tonight. So thank you all again for coming out, and cheers. 
All three of the beers were great, as usual. So great that I took Sunday off to recuperate before heading back in on Monday, where we recorded the session with Devin Randall from Pete Support. And then it was on a Tuesday night. The crew from Society was back in the house for a tap takeover. And it was a crowded house. No one brings them out like those Society boys. Uh, hey, once again, welcome to Society Night at the Hot Grenade. I'll break the ice by letting you know that Dougie and I are both uh, with women that are far better looking than we are. And, uh, we each submit pictures weekly to hot chicks with douchebags. So I got uh, Dougie and Nate here. Dougie, tell me how you feel, uh, you know, you got your beer taking over the taps of a bar run by guys who, frankly, you've been obsessed with for years. Can you just describe how you're feeling about the whole thing? Uh, I'm, I'm less anxious than I was on the Monday session, which, I, it's pretty fucking awesome. Nate, what do you think of the beers tonight? Awesome beers. Yes. I need to try all ten. I think I'm in, I'm three in. I got seven to go. I have my hand down Nate's pants. That's why he's agreeing with everything you're saying. <laughs> Don't squeeze too hard, man. I'm drinking some roustabout right now. Great, great hoppy beer. Really delicious. Yeah. So you got Nicole taking it home so you can you can get through all ten minutes. Absolutely, yeah. We'll at least try to get close. I can't think of a better way to spend a Tuesday night than drinking through Society's catalog. Can you give me an idea of how you decide the order? Actually, I'm deciding it pretty random. If I was going to do it right, I probably wouldn't have gone for a double IPA second. But uh, what the fuck? So on the next Society Night, whatever that is, maybe Beer Week 2016, what would you like to see? You and Nutters. Me? Yes. Oh. Moscow and Nutters. Paint on Nutters. I'm going to keep preaching paint on Nutters. I think the idea of it may be a little more rewarding than the reality. I'm here with uh, bartender Aaron. Aaron, what Society beer has been moving fastest today? Uh, the Harlot, for sure. Two Harlots. What? Two uh, glasses of the Harlot. I'm drinking the Harlot, of course. The Harlot, Pupil, and Apprentice. When people ask you to describe Society beers, what do you say to them? Clean, crisp, and fresh. What are you drinking as your shift here when you're off today? Tonight it's going to be Pupil. And then Apprentice, and then Rouseabout, and then The Butcher. <laughs> all right, enough. <laughs> After a night with Society, we all, and certainly I, needed a day off, so Wednesday became that day. But it was right back on the train on Thursday for a doubleheader, starting at the Rare Barrel, where they were hosting, very simply, Let's Talk Sours with Cascade Brewing. Kevin Martin, who's the lead blender and cellar master there at Cascade, joined Jay and sat up on stools in front of about 50-ish people and just had an interactive conversation about sour beer blending and production as we tasted through several Cascade and Rare Barrel offerings. No food to distract, just some plain crackers and water for palate cleansing. It was another tremendous sour beer experience. Before the event got underway, I got a quick word in with Jay and Kevin. We're about to start the event, so let me get your guys' thoughts before the talking and the drinking starts. I'm just uh, really flattered to actually be invited to, to speak here at the Rare Barrel. I mean, a lot of talent, a lot of creativity here, so I mean, it's just very humbling to even just be standing among the barrels and, and here with Jay. And, you know, I'm really excited about the enthusiasm in the room and hopefully we can offer some insight into the process. Who decided on the order? Either of us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Alex, powers that be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I would think that the brewers would dictate, Alex, no? You know, Alex has a fine palate, so he, he's deciding all the orders tonight. And uh, the fun part is, you know, we, we're mashing a few of our beers together. We, do, we both do a lot of fruit beers, so... Matching our apricot sours and our elderberry sours, which not a lot of people do. 
Yeah, it's just an honor to have Cascade here. You know, it's one of the giants of sour beer brewing, so one of our favorite places to go. And to have them here tonight is like a, almost an affirmation of, you know, we must be doing something right. <laughs> or at least you built a cool enough place to yeah, you no know, choice. nice weather. You know, it's a time time away from work, so at least we got that. And a couple of excited looking gentlemen at one of the tables. Hey guys, we're right about to uh, start this event. Can you tell me what you're uh, what you're feeling? I'm feeling pretty excited. I love sour beer. I love Cascade. I love you guys. So you know, yeah. The, the apricot uh, is a personal favorite of mine anyway. So I'm uh, excited to try it in the context of all these other ones. What do you think about the uh, IPA thrown in right in the middle there? In the middle of the flight was society's pupil. I think it makes sense, right? I think you want something that's like a palate cleanser and stuff like that and something a little, something that's not a sour, right? Because, like, you know, you don't want to destroy your palate. Hey, Jay, can you just uh, describe what you're doing right now? Well, Scott, we're taking some barrel samples. (laughs) (laughs) Taking some some barrel samples of a Brett Lacto beer after our Cascade event. And... A lot of people don't get this chance to Thank try you. beer straight from the barrel. Totally different experience, and it's it's, it's a fun fun deal. So, so. Man, man, currently filling your beer. What what are you thinking right now? Uh, Mike, who came, came from New York to try right. this. Yeah, wow. Tingling anticipation. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've ever done this. I'm glad it's the rare barrel. And then it was straight from the rare barrel back up to the hop grenade, where, funny, they don't taste Jewish, was taking place. A tap takeover with our friends from Schmaltz. Jeremy Cowan was in the house, and my old friend Zach Davis. Everywhere you looked, people were eating matzo ball soup and exchanging their favorite Yiddish curses. My mother would have been proud. We had vintages of jubilation, pouring, sours, IPAs, really a rangy set of options from Hebrew. There were even some Schmaltz fanboys in the house. Pettis was lamenting the old days when the, uh, the, when the look at the price of the beers back then. Oh, I know. I was going to say, wow, that's a very cheap bottle. Of can, can you tell me your name and where you're from? Uh, Marshall Stein from Walnut Creek, California. What do you got here? I have uh, a collection of um, Jubilation beers dating back to the number nine. I have a 15, a 13, and a 17. So you brought these with you? Yes, I did. To do what? I was hoping to have... Uh, the wonderful uh, owner of uh, Schmaltz Brewing, Jeremy, uh, signed up for me tonight. Have you had these beers before, and these are just extras? Uh, these are my personal collection, and yes, I've had all of them, and I managed to save a couple and not drink them as good as they are. I had a few left, and I thought I'd bring them down here tonight to have them uh, sign them as a little keepsake. Describe how you feel about Schmaltz. How do I say this? Um, I love their the, the strong beers that they make. They're very unique, and uh, they appeal to... Uh, what I like in a beer, they're different, they're strong, no doubt, and uh, I'd love to enjoy a beer for a long time, and one of these will last me all night long. Long-time listeners, you'll recognize this next voice as the golden-tongued former radio DJ, but not really, but he should have been, Jeremy Cowan. Uh, right now, I am about to sign this fantastic vintage bottle of Jubilation 15. Let's see, are we in our 18th? We're in our 19th year right now. So this was in a very important year for Jubilation 15 because brewed at 15 malts, 15 hops, and the first batches did not hit 15% alcohol. So I was freaking all the way out. And so we uh, decided to hold off and we took that original beer and we put it into Sazerac rye whiskey barrels and Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. 
and decided to ice block actually the last fermenter of it and we actually pulled out even more of the water bumped up the alcohol put that into barrels and that became funky jubilation and so it went from being an utter catastrophe to being one of our most beloved products on draft tonight at the hop grenade is uh, funky jubilation which used the very last of jubilation 15 in those barrels so this is the original recipe that we did end up making the right ABV on, and it worked out just fucking great. And the party train kept right on a rolling into Friday night when it was time for Barrel Night with Firestone Walker and some of their Barrel Works beers. The Aggressic and the Breda Weiss made appearances. First time I'd had them outside of the brewery, along with several other offerings. And no Firestone Walker night would be complete without an appearance from Matt Brendelson, the man behind the beer. And when I say the man, I do mean the man. Tell me about the latest at Barrel Works. Well, you know, Jim Crooks is responsible for all the beers there. He's doing an outstanding job. He had nine releases uh, in 2014, and he's going to do that again and more in 2015. I have to say that Bread of Ice is my favorite beer that's being made down there. Um, it's probably the simplest of the beers that's being made there, but it's nice and low alcohol. Primary with bread, some lacto in there, nice and dry. And then Agrestic is near and dear to my heart because it's double barrel ale that's allowed to uh, be racked to barrel works uh, barrels and then we do some souring there and it's another pretty drinkable beer have you ever had a result come out of there i mean it's still young but have you had a result come out of there where you went oh i want to go consult with them and dial this in further <laughs> no i mean it's a work in progress i like some beers more than others but no for the most part uh we, we say we are only going to release world-class beers, so we uh, we kind of are very serious about checking it out before we let it go. <laughs> Give me your thoughts on beer weeks in general. Oh, uh, well, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome for the city that they are in. It's awesome for, you know, beer fans, and it sucks for breweries because <laughs> there's a beer fest in every major city and minor city, for that matter, <laughs> across the yeah. country. So you could just spend your whole year traveling in a beer weeks. Yeah, but, Okay. No, it's 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 cool. It's 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 awesome to see this much enthusiasm for craft beer, and it just gets bigger and bigger every year. It's it's crazy. Justin has proposed that maybe we need to get more specialized, and there needs to be like a Paso Robles Beer Week, yeah, Concord right. Beer Week. Yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, no. no, let's not do that. And and by the way, let's 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 roll it back to a week, like seven days, please. Amen. Well, there you have it. My fairly lame and unadventurous coverage of San Francisco Beer Week. I look forward to 2016 when we either take Matt's advice and roll it back to a week or go the other direction and just make February beer month. Until either one of those happens, this is Scott the Juice saying, L'chaim. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. 
Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the <laughs> Yes, J.P. Law, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. <laughs> Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy it, thanks. Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us here at the Hop Grenade and on the session tonight. It's been uh, a fun show. It's been Good to have Kelly Taylor from Kelso Beer Company on the line with us as well. And uh, we're about to do a little Find the Fake to uh, round out the show here with a little bit of fun. How about that? No way. It would be a change. It would be a change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But first, I just poured myself a little bit of Janet's Brown. I haven't had it yet. I think you guys were tasting it earlier. (laughs) Tasty just Uh, pointed at my soundboard. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to talk. Where's my backtrack? Drop it in. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Janet's Brown? yeah. Yeah, there it is. How are you gonna get that? What was that? Uh, I like this better than last year. A little bit, I think. Uh, I think yeah, it's good. It's not as strong as last. Last year it came out like eight two or something. It's not as strong. It's it's a little more floral, I think. Uh, this, yeah, this one was uh, just a twenty gallon batch, so I went in there. What they have like a really tall and skinny fermenter, and uh, Vinny says he gets more hop aroma. Okay, that, so. Uh, I would assume hop flavor would be also in play. Yeah. That's yeah. great shit. But it definitely tastes like Janet's. I mean, it, you know. No, no, it's right on. Yeah. Uh, it always tastes, yeah. They get it's it right. They get it right. Well, it's, it's sort of a... Uh, you recording this? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is live. Janet's Brown yeah, is more yeah. like a style, like a broad style of beer. It's a hoppy uh, dark beer. There aren't too many of those. So. Yeah. Like, or still, one of my favorite beers, Evil Twin. It's still a crowd it's, blazer. It's, it's not so different. I get the same sort of like satisfaction from drinking Heretic Evil Twin as they do this. I can see that, Even yeah. though the recipes are completely different. But what they have in common is that they're dark and they're hoppy. Yeah. yeah. And they have that same kind that the malt character, malt, I think, is similar. Right. A little spicy in the malt um, and great floral hop. It's great with pizza. I know. It is going. I'm actually, it's had. washing down my pizza. Doesn't that right, wash that pizza we, really well? Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, well, good job. All right, so we're going to have this at the Hop Grenade uh, soon. Yeah. I know that it's coming in this week, but we might just hold on to it a little bit. So stay tuned to uh, the Brewing Network uh, Facebook page and uh, the Hop Grenade as well, and we'll let you know we're going to do our Tasty Night here. We'll have tasty three night. or four Tasties on tap. Tasty on tap. Ooh, that's going to be our, that's our event name, Tuesday, I think. Right tasty there. Thursday, Tasty every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we wanted to play a little bit of Find the Fake. I believe we have our uh, contestants. Yeah. Um, 
Let me just make sure. Oh, I'm really excited here. about this. Yeah, did this you? you this yeah. is I, I can tell. You I think some, I did pretty good. Spent some time on it. Yeah, I did spend some time on it. Uh, the drive over here. Well, yeah, you're saying you're proud of it, right? I'm proud of it. Proud of it. I'm proud of it. Good. All right, Scott, help me out and uh, make sure you're yeah. keeping score here. You. And uh, he's the only one that does. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> make our first caller is Johnny. Johnny from. West Virginia. What's happening, buddy? Oh, I'm just drunk as shit. <laughs> That's how we like you. Shit's drunk. You know? Your your girlfriends or your wife may not like you this way, but this is how we like you. <laughs> and that's what matters. Yeah, because clearly you like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I made a few words. Are you in the basement hiding? What is it? Are you in the basement hiding? <laughs> Wait, not even what. What is it? What is it? What is up? What is it's the it? room below your house. No, what is up? Hell, I don't have a basement. Oh, well, there, so there you go. Are so you just laying in the crawl space? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does your wife know you're as hammered as you are and or talking to a radio show? Unfortunately, I do not have a wife, Doc. Unfortunately. Oh, dang. Sounds like you got out of there alive. Does right. that mean that you used to have one and now you don't? Is that the kind of unfortunately uh, we're talking about he here? Sounds like he's like twenty-two. <clears throat> now we're, now no, now we're gonna work oh. it all. Well, out. then it's, it's not a Virginia, dude. It's a fucking swim breeding pool here. <laughs> <laughs> In an unrelated note, how long does it take to drain a five-foot-one-inch no. female? You got any cousins? <laughs> no, it's, it's all related to Virginia. <laughs> Uh, well, because, you know, Tasty was from Missouri once. He knows. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Missouri would be an upgrade from West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, hang tight there, Johnny. Let's go to uh, Dan. And uh, Dan's calling in from Chicago. Dan, what's happening? Hey, what's going on? Uh, just getting ready for some Find the Fake. How are you tonight, sir? I'm good. I'm on, like, my eighth homebrew, so. Eighth homebrew. Yeah. All right. So you're ready for good beer. Everyone's They're drinking tonight on this now? holiday. I like it. Yeah, it's great. Chicago Happy proper. President's Day. Yeah, same case. You. Are you from Chicago proper? Like, downtown? I am from Chicago proper, but oh. I just did just move to the suburbs, so okay. I'm right in the skirts. All right. All right. Let's go over to Thud Monkey from Wisconsin. Thud Monkey, what's happening? <laughs> what's up, gentlemen and Bevo? There you go. Very wow. Nice of you. Elegant. Are you too uh, drinking quite a bit tonight, like our previous? I I am drinking quite a bit. I'm drinking some Bell's, uh, uh, Smitten, and I'm um, having some Rubeus from Founders. Nice work, all at once. I like it. Uh, let's go to Mal Brewer from Kansas City. <laughs> Mal Brewer, yes, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Mal hey, Brewer. What's going on? I think it's Mao. Like, as, I think he's a Maoist. No, it's Chairman Mao. Chairman, yeah. It's Mao. It's Mao. Maybe he's a cat uh, fan. He's a meow brewer. Since when is Mo spelled hey, M-O-W? I'm from Missouri, man. It's, it's, not, it's not Missouri. It's Missouri, and hell yeah, it's better than Florida. Florida, Florida. I yeah. will fight anybody who <laughs> right. says otherwise. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I don't know that that's a, you're, that's a real claim to fame. Right. Yeah. Missouri. Missouri. We're better than Florida. Yeah, that ain't Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just another life. At least we're not Detroit. You know, I'll agree with you. Missouri. At, all at least we're not Detroit. There's a, there's a whole series of T-shirts. Yeah. Right. Missouri from their board More of money than Detroit. Missouri. At least we're not St. Louis. Oh sh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm from Kansas City. Okay. Let's play a game. Uh, yeah. Missouri. So you're more of a mustard guy than a vinegar guy, right? <laughs> 
Definitely. Thank you very much. <laughs> he knows. Barbecue humor. Barbecue jokes, everybody. All right. The, the quick Smoldering. lowdown of the game is that JP is going to read you four, four stories. news stories. You have to tell us which one is fake. I will let you ask the brewcasters if you want uh, our opinion. We're going to probably give it anyway. Uh, but then <laughs> you, you, can, so? you can choose to take <laughs> Maybe. it or not. You should uh, note yeah, that. It might be worthless. We're, yeah, we're historically it's not uh, quite that terrible. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Especially me. I'm really bad at this. Game. I've never gotten one. You're bad at picking so. up fake boobs. <laughs> huh? Everybody has good games. I've never thought about he, it. Well, he, just, he, wants might have them, to... he wants them to be real so badly. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's an optimist. I feel like whether that's true or not, I win if we test it. <laughs> so maybe I ought to I can't win, lose. Win. put this theory to the test. Uh, JP's speaking of fake boobs, right. stripping down. These are all real, baby. I can see NHC in my head right uh, now. Let me take a deep breath here. But I do want to point out, though, the trick here is to figure out which demented story JP's making up. Yes. What what would he do? What would he... What does he dream about this? Trying to get in the head. What is he? What is yeah, he you got to get in JP's head. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to find a head. really dark Tasty's place. Right. And if I remember right, Tasty is pretty okay at this game. I've, uh, I've won a few times. Yeah, Maybe I'm so. 50-50. I, yeah, so you got to think about JP's dreams. <laughs> right. When he closes his eyes, what color does he see? Bone white or red? <laughs> uh, come on, it's all black. Come on. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and start the stories for us, JP? <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. This first one I like to call, Let Them Drink Foam. Maine, it's, uh, it seems, is having an issue with its trusty sidekick, beer, and it's one that State Senator Patrick is very passionate about. He's pushing for a bill that would require the state to oversee the sale of all draft beer in order to ensure co- uh, consumers are indeed receiving the proper amount paid for. It seems that some of the bars in Maine are advertising 16-ounce pints, but are handing their customers 14-ounce glasses or less. Quote, I'd like to have a full glass of beer if I'm going to get it, Senator Patrick said, apparently a beer drinker. Some bars tried to pass off an ample head as fulfilling the 16-ounce requirement, something this bill would help regulate. In addition, the dreaded cheater pint, or glass with a thicker bottom or sides to deliberately fool consumers into thinking they're getting a full pint, was another reason behind this push for a new regulatory power. A similar bill was introduced in Michigan in 2013, but it never went to law. The Oregon House passed uh, the Honest Pint Act in 2009 that would have allowed businesses to post uh, state stickers certifying that they serve a 16-ounce pint, but the bill later died. So Oregon tried to do it. I just want to point out, uh, coincidence or otherwise, JP also writes the feedback segment where this very topic came up today. Now, I don't know that there's anything shystery going on there. I'm just... Shystery. Do I look like a shyster to you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is there a conflict? Uh, So I'm just pointing it out. uh, Is that like a terrorist? uh, (laughs) What's our next story? This one is called, Get Your Hose On, Girl. (laughs) <laughs> I paused for effect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, women have ste- been steadily climbing back into the world of beer recently, setting up tasting groups, beer tours, and even becoming professional brewers. Over in Sweden, things are ramping up a notch with a brewery called Ocean, releasing a beer brewed with the beer drinking group Fem Ale. Now, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that Fem Ale is for women only. Formed by Felicia Nordstrom, a bar worker who says she was fed up with bearded beer snobs telling her, quote, What do you know about beer, sweetie? End quote. She contacted the brewers at Ocean, and together they brewed, uh, excuse me, together uh, the brewery and Fem Ale created their own beer called We Can Do It. 
We Can Do It uses three malts, Maris Otter, Amber, and a Thomas Fawcett wheat malt, and the hop varieties are Galaxy and Cascade. Its IBU is 65, and the alcohol content is 4.6. All right. What did that have to do with getting your hose on? H-O-S-E, because they're in a brewery, dummy. Oh, all right. Thanks. And their hose, see? <clears throat> well, I got that part, but oh. I wasn't sure yeah. if he was just being chauvinist because... No, I just meant because you're pulling hoses around. Oh, all right. No, yeah. Why don't you slow down? He's, just, yeah. just, he's yeah. objectifying hoses. Right. <laughs> I appreciate a good hose. <laughs> Thank you. Brown hose. All right, well, okay. This next one's called Hip Garden, bro. Have you ever wanted to be a part of something really cool, but never really had the time, drive, or desire to do much about it at all? Tom Wood, a brewer in the UK, is looking for you. Tom has launched the Gloucester Grow Beer Project, Gloucester. which wants beer lovers from across the country to grow a dwarf variety of hops in their back gardens. He said, in late September, the hops will be harvested and used by the team at uh, Gloucester Brewery. Do I have that correct? Gloucester. Gloucester Brewery to make beer. When it's ready, the growers will come together once more to toast their success over a pint or two of the beer they have helped create. Wood is trying to bring the craft brewing community back into the community. What was this one called? Hip Garden, bro. <laughs> bro hang on. B-R-O. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. Yep. Got it. Uh, and last but not least, right? That's, that's three, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That was three. This last one is called Study Buddy. Study yeah. scene. Yeah. Thank you very much. Studies Yay. seem to be a dietary staple of the modern news diet, but this one is of particular interest. According to a study funded by something calling itself the Center for a Better Life, cooking with everyone's favorite malted beverage can actually be as healthy, and in some cases more healthy, than drinking it alone. That's right, beer has now earned its spot on your spice rack if the study is to be believed. Quote, we have known for years that a moderate diet of beer can have numerous health benefits, but what we have discovered is that cooking with beer can help to magnify those same benefits, says Dr. Asmat Gupti, I think it's how you pronounce it, uh, who leads the research. During the cooking cycle, impurities, alcohol, and other, quote, poisons are extracted, leaving behind more of the antioxidants and positive proteins that we have all come to know and love. The study is to be published in the Journal of Food Science and Toxicity later this year. All right, there you have it. Well, once again, JP has stumped me. Uh, these are this is a hmm. tough, uh, this is a tough load of crap. Well, that it's you laid not on four plus here. four, but uh, that was a lot of crap. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go right to Johnny here, our first contestant. Uh, sum it up really quick. Uh, your first story was uh, that the state of which state? Maine. Maine was going to oversee the amount of beer being poured, making sure that consumers were getting what the bars uh, uh, were saying they were getting. Uh, then you've got. Get your hose on, girl. girl. Um, which is uh, a feminist uh, ale group um, that were fed up with bearded beer snobs and thought they'd make some real beer right. instead. Then Fem you got your ale. hip garden bro. People growing dwarf hop varieties in their backyards. And uh, finally, study buddies, which is, I don't know what the study thing has to do with it, but cooking with beer. Because it's a study. They were doing a study. A study about it was based on a study about cooking with beer is healthy for you. It's healthy. Who, who are the buddies? You never use that term, study buddy? Do I have to explain puns oh. to you? <laughs> I guess. Okay, well, I'll do it later. I was thinking a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, cooking uh, with beer becomes uh, even healthier than just uh, drinking beer. Cool. All right, Johnny, which one's the fake? Jumping Johnny. I'm going to go with number three because I've looked for dwarf hard hop varieties to grow in my yard, and I can't find them. I just find dwarves, so. and then I poke them. <laughs> I plant them in my yard. Yeah. They don't grow, but I don't get any hot. I'm making my study, buddy. <laughs> I throw shit at them as fertilizer, <laughs> but they don't grow. 
All that, all that screaming's annoying, too. <laughs> then I started playing them upside down, so I didn't have to hear them screaming. <laughs> it worked for them tomato plants I had. I figured it worked for the dwarves. Right. Tops and turvy my ass. Oh, hell. <laughs> all right. Johnny's cracking up over here. <laughs> well, Johnny has spoken. He says three is the fake. Let's go to Dan. Right. Dan, which one do you think is the fake? I'm going to go with the semen ale. The what? Female. Female. Oh, the, the, the female. That's not what he said, but that's fine. Yeah, okay. Got it. Yeah. Salty semen. <laughs> the she-male? That's what I heard. I think I confused with Dr. Yeah. Yeah. story. Yeah. The I'm going with the she-male the tonight. She-male. That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not uh, talking to you guys. Sorry, yeah, Dan, Dan, wrong game. That's, that's, we're playing that game next week. <laughs> talking to this guy out my window. Hold on a second. So uh, the she-male, I think, is fine. Well, the she-male's $20 less. So Hold I on, think, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I think that's a good choice. Ma... All right. Thud Monkey, which one's the fake? Thud Monkey. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to ask for some brewcaster help, but first, I just, you know, the, you know, only someone who's so insecure as JP would get offended by you not understanding the name of Study Buddy. Right. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards Study Buddy, but uh, let me see here what the brewcasters have to say. Well, can we just say that, can we just point out that I came up with all of the names for everything? <laughs> Yes, but you were most upset about us questioning Study Buddy, is his point. <laughs> all right. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, Jay, uh, Jay, what do you which think? Which brewcast? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to hear from Tasty. Because, yeah, uh, good call. There you go. Good call. So do we, which is weird. All right, well, let's see what I got here. Uh, is he here? Well, I, uh, yeah, I am a, a little confused. Wait, woke up. <laughs> yeah, well, wait. I'm a little confused about the dwarf uh, plants. I don't know. It sounds really hard to... never heard of such a thing. Also doubting the fucking right. Uh, fucking right. Uh, right. <laughs> my second uh, most likely choice is the female thing. Uh, would they really be that stupid? To, uh, uh, it was oh, in yeah. Europe. Make, yeah. Oh, yeah. In it's Europe, Sweden? especially. Yeah. It is Sweden. They're much more enlightened to, to make what? To make a female only? Well, to make yeah, like a female only anything. Like yeah, the general like neutral and all that. Or yeah, it's, it's not weird. Star Trek. Come on, it's not a country full of David Bowie's. <laughs> anyway, uh, the dwarf plants is my first choice. The whole and the, the uh, female is my second trip. Yeah, well, those females are a bit crazy. And, uh, Hello? Yeah, yeah dwarves, hang in there. I like dwarves. Hello? Yeah, all right, so Thud Monkey, you're going with the dwarves. No, 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 I'm going with Study Buddy. You're going with I'm Study going Buddy. With I'm right. going with my gut. What did Dan go with? Two, he went with the female. Okay, got it. <sighs> Thank you, Moscow. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, let's go to Mo. Well, I'm I'm convinced uh, the hop growing and the study buddy are true. Um, I want to say I, I like to agree with JP. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, everyone would like what? to. Yeah, I'd like to, but <laughs> f that guy. Right. I definitely can't. Have you seen how he dresses? <laughs> I can't do. I just can't. <laughs> hey, hey, knock it off. Uh, no, I, uh, I don't. I'd like to think that the the main uh, law law is a true thing, uh, you know, because we we like our beer here in America, and, and uh, we like, I and we don't like want to get Yeah, in Maine, you sure do. But, all right. I mean, I also have a hard time finding that uh, someone would regulate business and all that BS. All right. So, but get your hose on was very specific. 
looks like with the. Who's taking the, a leak right now? Wow. Can you give so, the? I'm gonna go with the number two woman brewers uh, is, is is the fake. All right, all right, we got that it. was brilliant. Yeah, where's the toilet flush? Flush the toilet, will you? Hey, Justin, why did you just wash wipe? your hands? Why yeah. did you just wipe your hands, Justin? <laughs> He's over at EJ Fair. I got grossed out. Yeah. No, you just wiped your hands for no apparent reason. I'm sort of wiping my whole body off. I'm feeling very dirty. Nothing new. You touched the last 15 minutes. You, you picked up whatever you could. Was, and you wiped that, your hands. Yeah. Was that hand sanitizer you saw? Oh, man. Yeah. I, think was, I think it was JP's like hoodie. <laughs> That's very observant for Doc. Unusually yeah. observant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, uh, Pavlovian, I guess. Because uh, <laughs> I'm over here next to JP, so I'm, <laughs> you I, say I have to see some stuff. <laughs> All right. I want I so I have a question for the team here. Awesome. If <laughs> I support you in that question, <laughs> sounds great. If number one about the not pouring enough beer for oh. people is a real story. <sighs> then the feedback was fake, right? Like he planted that feedback story. Oh, you think there's a don't think... like they can't both be real conspiracy yeah. theory. See, I was leaning towards yeah, one being bullcrap because I was like, oh, JP read this feedback email and then made a fake story about it. Right, but it's so like Maine to want to oversee minutia. Like then he wrote the fake beer. email. Then he wrote okay, that. Well, okay, here, I didn't think about that. Hmm. Here's my thing: is it just happened. I was waiting for uh, Moscow to erupt in, oh, more government control. <laughs> well, Maine loves it. They love it. That's what makes him wash his hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or he wants to hurl right now. Or maybe JP got the feedback, thought, hmm, this is a good story. Well, that's what I was, exactly. That's my first thought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If the if and the didn't news fake anything. Ex- well, oh, both are true. Yeah. Oh, they well, can't that's a coincidence. No, I, no, I'm saying he got the feedback, and then he was like, oh, this might be a good story to include. Yeah. yeah. And then researched it. I think we're reading way too much right. into because, hey, which we always do wait, in this game. You got the by feedback, the way, wait a minute, wait, this wait. actually happened. I'm and not done. Researched it. Yeah. I'm a simple no, man. No, he didn't research <laughs> exactly. it. He was like, "Oh, one of my points is already done for me." Hey, JP, what do you look, mean? Look, look wait, I mean, Justin like say. he got the feedback and he was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I don't have to work on that one. It's done. Like yeah. that's that's that's, that's number the fake. one." Oh. No, no, like she, she's saying, I read the story as feedback and said, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" And then Googled it, and it was true. And uh, then there's a story about it, and then I go, "Oh, I just right. include it in there." And then there you go. How about the part where no. JP didn't realize no. it until about two minutes ago? <laughs> See, I just—it's oh also—it's too coincidental. Right. It's not going to be fake. I, I think it's a real story. It's too much of a coincidence. That's what I'm saying. The, the feedback oh, is fake, which is going to make me have to read through all the feedbacks for the last three years and see which ones are fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's been planting fake stories. Yeah, you're have like you, the Brian Wilson Williams. Brian you're the, Hunt. You're the Brian. No, the news guy. You're oh. like the Brian, Brian Williams Wilson. of our Boy. Wilson. Huh. I've never heard. We're of all up on current events. Oh, yeah. all that you did hear that Moscow's open Williams, bed and breakfast. Brian and Williams. Maine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyhow. Uh, but if that one's which true, one then you... which one's fake? Oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> which story is fake? Study Buddy is we're, fake. We're about to stop study the, start the show. So I, think, I don't even know what a study buddy is. Study buddy is fake. 
yeah, so cooking, that's cooking that's with cooking. beer is not healthy. Yeah, it's not more. He said the story says that it's like twice as healthy as right. just drinking the beer. The cooking gets rid whatever. of toxins. It's healthy. It, so, Tacey, oh, which one do you think? Well, the alcohol is burnt out, you know. I mean, it, it goes away. So Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, something that you it's not uh, twice. It's um, uh, during the cooking cycle, impurities, alcohol, and other, quote, poisons are extracted, leaving behind more of the antioxidants and positive proteins. What was the guy's name who did the study? Uh, Asmat Gupti. That's oh, what makes oh, me yeah. think it's real. That's what makes <laughs> me think it's real. And, and, what was, and the name of the Swedish chick was like something Nordstrom. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it is the... Well, it has an umlaut, but I, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> These are also, Sweden doesn't have umlauts. These are all so believable, mm. every one of them. I know, That's right. a, it's yeah. all a stab in the dark. Um I don't know. So, Tazy, which one? Just, just pick uh, one. What I am going with the. Uh, I'll go with W. Dwar- dwarf plants. I don't know, dwarf plants. Moscow. What do you think it is? Based? I think that it's. God, I. I, I the study. I agree with you, study buddy. Beardy. Dwarf plants. So his garden first study of all. Study buddies. No. Beef. She ale. She male. She male ale. going to go with the she male. She male ale. Can't beat that. Yeah, I'm sticking with study, buddy. Part uh, of me wants to take the obvious one, which is the main beer, but yeah. I don't know. Too, too, That's too, so main. All right, JP, tell us what's what. Well, I will uh, point out that if you if you put uh, the word femme and then the word ale next to you know together and you spell it properly, it's female. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So apparently that is a uh, very much a real group in Sweden, and they have teamed up with a real brewery called Ocean, and they are really brewing something called We Can Do It, and they're really called female. Okay. And they're really only allowing for yeah. Uh, yeah. women only. No men are allowed. To drink it? At all. No, to in their little group. Oh. Uh, it, it, it is worth noting that the, uh, the brewer of Ocean is a man. So, <laughs> Is it a tight group? I think it's worth noting. Well, Dan, it might be a tight group. Dan and Chairman <laughs> Mao are out. <laughs> right. Uh, um, and then as far about. as... They lift each other up in that group a They lot, really do, yeah. Yes. It's not like this show. Right. Yeah. Shut up, Warren. What's it called? Yes, We Can or something? Uh, we Can Do It. Oh, you know, like Rosie the Riveter. We Can Do It. See, Obama, they thing, took it from Obama. Another thing Sweden stole from the U.S. <laughs> yes, We Can. Yeah. All right, um, and then I will note uh, also that uh, uh, you know apparently the the issue in in Maine is a very real issue um, about the fourteen ounce glasses or less people oh, getting yeah. robbed, people having cheater pints. Uh, it is an actual issue that Senator Dan Patrick is very very passionate about, and uh, you know stuff like that. So, so then, that's real so shit. Did you find then that? JP tell me about the feedback no. story? The feedback is real. This right. is real. It was very coincidental. Wow. In your face? No, wow. it was. So not. You didn't swear to God. You did didn't you find the story, find the story before or after before be- um before I because I wrote the stories earlier in the week and I do feedback on Fridays. Wow. So yeah, oh, I wrote wow. this beforehand. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. No bed and breakfast for Moscow. I hate that that was just, uh, just that, bed. That, <laughs> open a hotel. that was his whole business plan. It was hinged upon ripping people off for pints. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I just want to point out, uh, Scott, I think according to my notes, Dan and Mo Brewer are out. Yes, they are donezo. Only Johnny and Thud Monkey are left. Dan, Mo Brewer, thanks done, for playing, done, guys. Done. Thanks. Good night. All right, brothers. Good night. All right, so uh, keep going, JP. Well, we only have two uh, two remaining. 
And uh, and these are going to be very interesting. So, uh, fatty, fatty, study hmm. buddies in the garden. Study, yeah, it's a study buddy and hip garden, bro, bro. It's it sounds like two B movies. Uh, that you might it's watch a double at a double at feature. Solano Drive-In, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On Thursday nights. <laughs> Study Buddies and Hip Garden. I, I, I Tonight see. only. <laughs> for four ninety nine. It might even be the shipment that you get from Adam and Eve. I <laughs> don't really ever know. Yeah. But yeah. JP will watch both these movies in one night. <laughs> one All right, night. Go ahead. True. Sorry. Double feature. Well, Tasty, uh, guess what? You know, if you're looking for dwarf hops... I'm not going to find it. Uh, I know. You should probably get in contact with Tom Wood. Oh! Yes! yes! Gloucester <laughs> Beer Project. Uh, this man is actually really trying to get people across his county to grow a dwarf bush style of hop and bring him the hops. And uh, they will brew a beer together with them. What a douche. So that dwarf bush. Yeah. English getting someone else to do the work for him. Weird, right? Yeah. So that means Dr. Sanjay Gupta is not a real person. (laughs) Asmat Gupti. Asmat. That's correct. That is is, uh, uh, the incorrect. That is the fake. You found it. Wow. That's Thud Monkey's win right there. Thud Monkey, congratulations, (laughs) good sir. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Send Bevo an email. Bevo at thebrewerynetwork.com. She's going to get you a prize, good sir. Oh, yes, so many prizes coming. That's why she keeps saving it. You can donate it yeah, from us. Donate Save it to Johnny, so maybe. You want to give your prizes. prize to Drunken Johnny instead? Yeah, be nice. Drunken Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Drunken drunk, drunk Johnny. The guy who's number two. Number Look at this. Second place. The spirit of All giving right. is alive here on the beach. Johnny, <laughs> send, <laughs> send Bevo an email. Hey. Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. Johnny, you're going to get a prize. Make it happen. Hey, am I on the air? Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. What's, can, can I stay on the line real quick? Hey. Yes. Stud monkey. Hey, I got a question Thank you very show. much because um, I'm really drunk and I actually just broke my glasses. I fell on my face. Uh, and, you know what? That dumb broke. That's <laughs> <laughs> That is actually uh, the sad sack in his voice. Like, I, I did, uh, I'm really drunk and I broke my glasses. Uh, I mean, one minute I was upright, and the next I was downright. <laughs> I was ass over tits and then my glasses. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're drunk of the week. If you want to know what really happened, yeah, I, I was I, I was sitting down and then I was upright. And then I was diagonal. And then I missed my chin. <laughs> I was diagonal. Yeah. And it's so happens that half my face is the door frame. <laughs> wow. Was that on the way out of the bathroom I after you peed? Upright oh. in and I was diagonal. <laughs> no, that was me that peed well, earlier. He, he was sitting down. down after that. Then he was upright. <laughs> this is definitely drunk of the peed. immaterial. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I had taken a piss, and then I had we were there. down, <laughs> and then I stood it up to take another piss, and then I had felt it down. Send that guy a medal. Send that guy a medal. All right, your drunk of the week, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I like the... Uh, go ahead. Uh, so, I have so, to say I, that. You know, hang on. Wait. <laughs> Thud monkey. Hang on. Hang on one second. Let, Johnny, any, you put one of straight. them on hold. Anything Please. else, Johnny? I have to say that I have to thank the, the Lord of hypothetical spiracles. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for the hypothetical spirit, 
I would not be where I am today, which is the drunk <laughs> of the motherfucking week. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, listen, uh, uh, Jesus couldn't have said it better himself. That's no. true. Johnny. Uh, Email me right now, or you're gonna forget. Yes, yeah. right now. There's two E's he, in Bebo. He, he can't. He does. His glasses <laughs> broke. Too yeah. much already, Beth. Don't even. Yeah, right. Two E's in Bebo. B-E-E-B-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
and they're going to fill that thing up, and they go, oh, and that's our that's our pint. Well, and that's what they're saying. They're advertising what they're advertising. I mean, they're, yes, they're saying it's a 14-ounce pint, but they're using pint in the slang term. Everyone says, give me a pint, give me a pint. So, But at least they're telling you it's 14 ounces. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm saying that it's not as misleading as somebody going, here's your pint, and then it's only 14 ounces. You see what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right, though. I don't know. Thanks, buddy. Let me make a point. So occasionally, <laughs> I, okay. I don't like to cook at home, and I like to go out and I eat sometimes. And sometimes a place that I go to has food, <laughs> and, and people. sometimes they have beer. And then I ask the people, "Thank you, who work at the pl- God? Shut what the, the f- fuck was your point?" All right. Okay. All your right. point is. <laughs> Sorry. None. Now I know how you guys feel. Is the car running? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get out of here. Twitter game. Yes. Was, um, uh, we still got SF- <laughs> we, we, I got to go, Doc. Uh, fine, really? Fine in your face. Yeah. Let's you. drink after the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, SF Sleep Week. What do people want to see with our a new SF Sleep Week thing? <laughs> the back of their eyelids. Warren, that's not even funny. <laughs> it is when he does that little meme. I have bar. a knife. It was <laughs> 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 beardy. Uh, no, it wasn't. You ready for it, or are we not yeah, ready sure. for it? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, great. Uh, our good friend Pi says uh, he wants a pajama party at the Hop Grenade, but he spelled pajama weird, and, and maybe it's Australian. Well, of course, because he's Australian. Right. Um, so our friends at Society Brewing Company, or Societe, uh, want a num- uh, Nutter's Slumber Party. <laughs> um, our also other good friend, Sean Sully O'Sullivan, says a panel discussion and sensory on stomach pH returning to normal. Ah, I like that That'd one. be great. Uh, Dustin Jennings says farting directly into Tasty's sleep apnea machine. <laughs> That's, That's an event that he wants to see. That's the weirdest one we've ever. Yeah. That is disgusting, yeah. and it's and it takes a special amount of thought. Like that one didn't just come out of nowhere. No, I'm impressed. I'm impressed too. Wow. It sounds like somebody who's had his sleep apnea machine farted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll show them. Uh, you want to try it? God, what a weird thing. It's too much detail. What else you got? Um, change windows. Uh, Ian Hay says, water and Advil pairings, sobriety lectures, and meet the liver disease specialist night. Hmm. I like that. Not too bad. Uh, Clay Turnbow says, the only way to better SF Beer Week is by having lunch meet Olympics, which I personally agree. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> all, oh, God, I didn't get the person's name. My fault. Someone says, all SF Beer Week attendees will spend this next week in hyperbaric sleep nests within Beardy's Face Forest. <laughs> Gross. Also, oh, kind of like, like Ewoks, right? A lot like Ewoks. Uh, Austin says Sam dressed as the Pope, teabagging all the sleeping people while Justin sleep rapes things. That's another one that oh. takes too much thought. Why is he dressed as the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> What's a, a non sequitur? Those two hundred fifty-six characters. In that. <laughs> well, now we know what Sam's gonna be for Halloween you know what? next Justin year. Justin does not even own a miter. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the Pope yeah. hat. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, I thought he was like wood carving. Yeah. Me too. I was like, what are we, so, what are we sawing? Right. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, Tim Bevan writes, events, everyone will be sleeping. Isn't that the point? Which I thought was a very good point. Jesus and point. that's our winner, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 Tim, you did it, buddy. Yeah. All right. Send an email. Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll send you something cool. Which one? Uh, something cool. Which one? <laughs> All right. Next week, we've got David Gull from New Helvetia Brewing Company on the program. So we'll be back with you for that. And 
Is there a Dr. Homebrew or something this week, too? Isn't uh, it? Next week. We changed it. Oh, it's next yep. week now. Lots of shows this week. we got Brewing with Style tomorrow and Sour Hour on Wednesday. Excellent. Sweet. All right, so stay tuned to the Brewing Network. Come on into the Hop Grenade. You can check it all out here uh, as well. And uh, I believe we're done. Are we done? Done. Yes. Done, done. I feel like we're done. Done. Beardy? All right, JP, we're get done. us yeah, out of here, will Sure, you? we can done. be done. Yeah. Yeah, we're done. We can be done. Shut the fuck up, Beardy. <laughs> now we're done. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Kelly at Kelso Brewing from New York. Join us to school us on all things East Coast. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip and see videos of his cat licking him. Warren was here looking, again, like a total and complete asshole. Yes! For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP had a designated driver, and all the time he was reading these plugs had Doc gently caressing his back and his arms. Bebo was late with pizza, and we'll have our feet bound for two weeks. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to bring Sky and winning the race, JP does great.